Just me and Sapenta are hanging out here. You know? Just hanging out. We got an interview to do with uh, this dude. He might be a little bit famous. You know, you'll see. But uh, no Max heard this podcast, but he will be back for the podcast that's coming after this because we got questions and stuff to answer. So with that said, as the great Sopentor says, this I command, drop that intro. Nitro is the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast. Get ready for some serious bench racing. But be warned, we speak our minds, express our thoughts, and sometimes things can get a little rowdy. Hate, and he just was influenced by the hate coming from the left, the hate coming from the right. And let's get back to more club racing and less of this See what I mean? That's exactly why people call you arrogant, Max. You may not agree with everything we say, but it's definitely worth a listen. And our pick, can you stop whatever you're doing? Join your host, Leslie the Great, with co-hosts and guests as they get together <laughs> to chat our thing. Hey, after that race that I watched this morning, I have to talk about it. Yes, 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 indeed. Nitro is the glory, but e buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number two five eight of the No Name RC podcast. I'm your host, Keena White, aka Lefted Great, and joining me, yeah, Max isn't here this week. Well, no, he's here this week, just not for this podcast. Uh, we did something special. I'm going to tell you all about it in a second. But before I do that, I have to say thank you and do some shot. Uh, thank you to everybody that supports this podcast. We can't do it without you guys. The NNRC squad around the world. Uh, I got to hang around a lot of cool people this past weekend at the Florida Round 6 of the Florida RC Championships. I will talk about that more with Max in the episode 259 but thank you to everybody that showed me some love that helped me get there well, i had a great weekend at up there at the epic rc complex up there in newport richie uh it was a great race i had fun and now i'm back uh so with that said i also want to say thank you to all of the patrons of the nnrc thank you guys for all your support as well as the youtube members you guys will get early release of this podcast if you wish to help out the podcast and help myself out a little extra, uh, you can do that by going to the written uh, to the written description of this podcast. There's some links for our Patreon. There's some links for our YouTube membership. And um, hey, man, every little bit helps. The Patreon, the YouTube membership. I really appreciate all that support. That help. That you know, that all helps keep things going here at the NNRC here in the studio. Uh, with that said, we also have some awesome companies that support this podcast. We greatly appreciate them for their support. If you are a company and you think this is a great platform for you to advertise on going into 2024, please hit me up so you can check out our advertising tiers. They are Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sun Pedal USA, Sidewinder Fuel, Hot Race Tires, Mayako, 
Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC, Bringing Back Gas Truck, Building Mine, still building. I got the parts that I needed to finish it off. Stacked RC, Donathan RC, got me my Donathan RC leads. I'm super pumped. I'm going to have some pictures of them. They look dialed. Thank you, Zach. Remember, you can save 10% at Donathan RC with the uh, promo code Nitro is the Glory. Racecraft USA, see, they're dropping some new flock foils. Uh, the Florida RC Championships, which I was at this weekend. Shout out to them. Uh, WRCE Danny Paz, my boy Gene Strout at SJ Racing. Shout out to my boy RC Body Armor as well. He's doing some good stuff. Check him out. Uh, and of course, House of RC, RCGP, and our drivers, David Ronafalk, Jared Tebow, Robert Batty, and Alexander Hagberg, as well as Maddie G. So if you guys go to the written description of this podcast, I have links for all these companies. There's also a, some of them have discount codes where you can save some money. Some of them are affiliate links where you get a little slice and some don't have any of that. Just a link. If you do order from them, please let them know that you heard about this on the No Name RC podcast. So this week, obviously this podcast, I was planning to have Max on and was going to do questions and geek out on RC and all that stuff. But uh, I ended up doing a three hour and 50 minute podcast with one of the greatest RC legends of our time. And two of my good friends from Australia, Ben and Ben Panic and Zach Ryan, they actually organized all of this and were a big part of this because they helped uh, Hara get his car back. But that's right. You heard me. We had Atsushi Hara, two-time world champion, 2008 world champion in eight-scale, 2000 world champion in touring car. He joined us to talk about RC for three hours. It was a little bit of a logistics nightmare because, you know, they're like 12 hours ahead of me. I've been traveling, so we figured it out. We squeezed it in. I got up early, like 5 o'clock in the morning, came in here, recorded with them, and actually actually ended up putting them to sleep because we recorded for three and a half hours. It was a great chat with Hara. Uh, remember, guys, English isn't his first language, so he, but his English is really good. Uh, and I really got to know more about him. My first time ever talking to this guy, never met him. I like him. I told him already. I said, yeah, I like the Asian JQ. You like to drink beer. You like you like controversy. But the only thing that's different between you and JQ is you actually win. He doesn't. So it was a great chat with him. Thanks to Zach and Ben for making it happen as well. Uh, thank you to everybody that supported Hara and the GoFundMe to get his car back. We explained how that all went and why he had to do that. So with that said, enough of all that. Let's get right into the action of this podcast. There's no drops. There's no nothing. It's just straight talking. No timestamps. I want you guys. I think this is a great chat. So listen to the whole podcast. With that said, let's get talking to Ashushi Hara. Wow. Um, this is my first time in a, ever having four people on a podcast. Uh, but just so you know, we have an absolute legend with us, two-time world champion. And I'm, I'm super pumped to have him on her. And then obviously, I'm with my friends, Zach and Ben, both from Australia, who have been on the podcast previously before. And even though we have never met, I've never met none of you in person, we've become very good friends, Zach and Ben and I, over the years. They've been an awesome supporter of the podcast. And they did a, a really cool thing for this gentleman down here in the bottom left, right-hand corner, I guess would be your left-hand corner, Mr. Atsushi Hara. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is the Atsushi Hara interview that we have planned. We've been trying to get this planned for like a month now with logistics. It's been a little bit hard because Zach and Ben are in Australia. Obviously, Atsushi is in Japan and I am over here on the East Coast with my travel schedule, with their travel schedule. We finally figured out a day. So right now it's like 
7 o'clock in the morning here in the DR. I think for you, Zach, how, what time is it? Uh, quarter past nine at night. Quarter past nine. Ben's actually in Japan. Ben, so it's what, 8.15 there? Yeah, that's right. It's a quarter past eight here in Tokyo. I'm sitting in the corner of a hotel room trying to make this work. Improvise. You, hey, I must get you. Very, improvise very, very well. I like it. And of course, it's, it's, it's eight. It's the same time for you, Hara, over there in Japan. Thank you guys for coming on. I guess we should kind of start uh, how this all kind of happened. Uh, if you guys haven't been keeping up with some some things, uh, Hara is the 2008 one eight scale world champion. If my world champion, he won that in Charlotte, North Carolina. I remember watching that race. It was like the first time live RC had. Yeah. You know what? Hold on. Let me go on a tangent real quick. I went and look at that race the other day, and man, the coverage was so great for 2008. Man, it was awesome. It was really good. They they really killed it. Uh, crazy. Crazy race, crazy track, all that stuff. We'll talk about that more, but I just have to throw that out there. So he won this. He he won this championship, and then he, I believe, he was racing for H. Was it HBI or HB back then? HB, uh, actually, Hot Bodies. We call okay. It's, now they call HB, but at that time we call Hot Bodies. Okay, From so HB. it was hot. Yeah, so it was Hot Bodies. It was their first eight scale world champ world championship. They've won three so far. And then apparently, I don't know, we'll talk about that. You never had the car in your possession. Hot Bodies Master had it on show. It got lost. You found it. The guy on eBay wanted a bunch of money for it. Uh, we, and Zach and Ben came to the rescue and figured out a way to get it back to you. Now have it in your possession because that's what Ben did. He got it sent to him and then he, he was traveling to Japan for work. So now you have it. I guess let's, let's start there. Who should we start with? Um... Yeah, I guess we'll start with Zach. How did this all come about? I guess I want to know how did he, what happened with the car? That's a better thing. How did it not end up in his possession? Uh, I suppose, um, yeah, Hara can touch on how it got lost in the first place. But um, it was one day uh, we seen on Facebook, Hara posted that he had identified that his buggy was for sale on eBay for, you know, 4,000 US dollars. And it was, you know, it just seemed a bit, crazy at that point in time and um ben and i are on a chat with phil from neo buggy and you know phil and us had spent a a lot of time racing uh through thailand um you know all through the 2000s really Um, and so we you know we raced with hara a lot through that period and um you know had a lot of great times and a lot of respect for hara you know he always used to you know, help everyone out at the track and um, was a great ambassador for, for the hobby. And to to see him not have uh, his world champ- champion winning buggy is just absolutely crazy to us. So, you know, Phil had sort of been chatting to us and he just sort of suggested it would be a good idea maybe to start a, a GoFundMe page. Um, and so Ben and I contacted Hara and and said, you know, this is what we're thinking, you know, would be a good option for you to get the the buggy back. And we sort of went backwards and forwards and tried to investigate, okay, what's the ability for Hara to do that through Japan? And unfortunately, the GoFundMe page is not um, facilitated through uh, Japan and uh, that country is not on the list um, to be able to do it. So, um, you know, we, we Ben and I sort of talked it through and just said, well, you know, we just need to make it happen because Australia was obviously on the list. And uh, so uh, we set up the page and um, 
it was it was pretty crazy. I mean, Hara went to the guy on eBay and and he took the car down and we had a, some negotiation with him on on a suitable price and um and then we went from there and I think Ben and I and Hara all sort of put bets on um before we did the page uh just how long it was likely to take for us to raise the funds and we were sort of thinking that it would be you know a matter of of days to weeks uh, to raise the money because it was you know it was still around yeah 2800 US dollars that we needed to to raise and uh we posted the link and it was just crazy i was sitting at home it, it was still a you know an early morning i was having my coffee and i posted the link and told the boys that had gone live and and we were just dumbfounded with the uh the pace that you know the funds were raised it was like within four hours effectively uh we'd raised all of the money and and the donations were just coming in from people really all over uh the world and um it just shows you i guess the influence that that Harris had uh, across the world in in so many different racing scenes and um it was it was just so cool to see a community come together and um support getting Harris buggy back um and and here we are today. Uh, so yeah, I guess I what you see on your screen there is like the list of all the people that contributed. Um, and, you know, even after the event, I had so many people message me saying, um, I can't seem to be able to uh, donate what's going on. And it was just because we'd already reached the cap and I had to close the, the donations down. So uh, even though this list of people, um, there was still so many other people that wanted to contribute as well and uh, unfortunately we already reached the cap and, and um, we didn't need any more donations. So, um, you know, to all the people that also still wanted to donate but couldn't, um, you know, appreciate that support as well. Awesome, yeah, awesome. Real- Sorry, go ahead. And Ben, then you kind of got involved with Mark Pavitas. You guys got Mark Pavitas to pick it up and then it got sent to you and you took you have taken it to to Hara, correct? Yeah, look, I think, you know, as Zach said, one of the things, um, you know, that we have going is we have a chat with Hara and we've raced, you know, all over the world together for, for many years. You know, Zach and I have known Hara for more than 15 years. And, you know, when this all same sort of came about, we put our heads together and said, you know, how can we potentially make this happen and, and make things right? And what I'm most proud of out of all of this is the community. You know, if you think about the community and Zach touched on it a little bit, I had the same thing. You know, we posted this, um, you know, we were all blown away. It took, I think, five hours for us to hit the limit. You know, the community got behind Hara and I think it's really testament to the, um, the work that Hara has done and just how approachable and how friendly Hara has been over the years, you know, I don't think anyone has a bad thing to say about Hara and everyone just got behind it. So I'm super proud of the community and everyone who was, you know, really looking to help him out. Um, you know, it was, it was out of his control. I know we had many people say, oh, how's this happened? Or, you know, what's happened with the car? Well, you know, Hara had it on display at HPI for many years. HPI changed owners and you know, the uh, the car ended up uh, out in the public domain and, you know, Hara and I had breakfast um, yesterday morning and one of the things that we talked about was we were just amazed that, you know, I think we worked out the car went missing or at least out of HPI 
in 2015, maybe the end of 2015. And we're sitting here today in 2023 and the car is as is, like nothing has been taken off it. It's in its original form. That to me is just mind blowing. And I know, you know, the, the look on Hara's face and you know, he almost had tears in his eyes when he saw it, when I passed it to him, um, it was it was pretty phenomenal. So, you know, I've got a big thanks to everyone who, you know, contributed to the GoFundMe and to all those people that did reach out to Zach and I, you know, once the GoFundMe had closed five hours later, you know, people were just looking to contribute and, and help the cause. So I, I just think that's amazing. I don't think there's too many sports in the world where you'll see, you know, the community rally around like they did here. And, you know, when we got the car, because Hara and Zach and I had, you know, discussed, well, all right, you know, is it going to be possible that we can raise the funds and get the car? And, you know, we overcame that hurdle. And then it was like, all right, well, you know, how do we get the car back to Hara? And I know, you know, Hara originally was thinking, well, I'll, I'll get it, the guy to ship it to me. And, and I was super concerned with that. Because I thought, gee, what if it goes missing, you know, in, in shipping and we, you know, we get lost, like that's just a, a nightmare. And it was one of those unique situations where the worlds, the 10 scale worlds was on at the same time. And, you know, we, we put our heads together and I thought, well, I know guys, Josh Payne, Andrew Gillett, you know, RC friends for decades, you know, back in the nineties where, you know, they could bring the car back to Australia. Um, and then it was joining the dots of how how could we get the car to those guys in in Arizona? And I knew that uh, Mark Pavitas lived relatively close to the seller. And uh, I contacted Mark, and you know he went above and beyond. He was good enough to go out and you know pay the guy, pick the car up, and then meet up with Andrew and Josh, and they brought it back to Australia. And you know then I went down to see Andrew and picked the car up from him and brought it over to Hara. So. This is just such a community effort and, you know, I'm just proud to be a really small part of it. That's awesome. It's like the stars align because you had the, the Australian guys over there from uh, doing the 10 scale world. Uh, you was able to bring it over in his, his luggage. Then obviously you made the trip to Japan, I think this week or last week to drop it off to him. I'm looking at the car. It does look like it still has the dirt from the Charlotte on it. Uh, so awesome stuff. It's you know our our community is really. You know, one of the things I love about RC is the community, right? We we, we were able to we're accessible. We through RC we get to meet people all around the world that share this love for RC. That uh, be, and we're the only people that understand it. A lot of people when you talk to them that aren't into RC they don't get it, but it it truly is great. And of course, this man should have his his car back. This was something serious. This was. HB or Hot Body's first world championship in eight scale. I know a lot of people were on the, I, I know a lot of people were kind of confused how he didn't didn't have it, but it's not unusual. I know like Greg Dagani doesn't have his 2002 worlds winning eight scale buggy, but then again, he did sell it to Jay Smoker, who then made it into a truggy. Uh, I just wanted to know, I just wanted people to, to, to understand that like you didn't sell this car. Uh, HB took it and they had it. Hopper's took it and had it on display. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that uh, and how that all worked out and what? How did that car? How I guess how did this car end up in the hands of who had it? Uh, please, Har. Yes. Um, so right after the winner worlds, it's 
we bring back to the HP office in California. And then uh, they have nice uh, showrooms in, inside the company. So uh, it's no reason to, you know, I bring back to my home. Because also my home is not so big enough to the display all of the RC cars. So mostly I I, uh, I just keep in the, in the office, the HP office, for uh, which I win uh, any every races. So so they already have already nice showrooms inside the company. So I, I just keep there. I think it's also safe safer to bring back my home to maybe I don't lost. I think I don't lost, but maybe sometime you know it's just uh, no point to uh, to bring back home. So the car just leave it in the office and then. Uh, I plan to uh, it's more keep continue to drive for our, uh, the hot bodies at time, but we have some different situations later year. So I stopped the sign uh, sign contract uh, after we stop uh, after we expired uh, my contract. I don't resign with them. So after I left H uh, hot bodies, the car still keep in the in the office in the showrooms. It, also, people can see after that. After I left HPI, still people can visit HPI office, and then sometimes people can see my all of the winning cars. So I thought maybe it's a safer to to keep in the company. But also on the other hand, normally the sponsor drivers like me or the other drivers, it's the car is from company, not the I I don't buy from companies, not from my money. So normally after. Uh, the finished contract or uh, after finished relationship, normally send back all of the cars and parts. So there's normally, I think it's all of the RC drivers should send back to the to the, the who who sponsor them. So I, for for me, it's also same. I never bring back to my or I just I never take all of the gears RC gears after the uh, finished the relationship for the sponsors. So. Uh, yeah, just uh, I, I I leave uh, the my car stay in HPI because of I have to uh, they give back to them because it's for the finish uh, the relationship. But it's the sadly the sadly um, the HPI H uh, Hopper is that time is kind of going to close down. They have to leave the office, and then I think if something happens in when when they leave from the building, I think if someone someone take everything. Uh, have from uh, the showcase, the showrooms. So I ask many guys after uh, the close down HPI office, then who has my winning the the ASK buggy cars? But no one knows. Even includes a owner of the HPI. He he doesn't know where is it. So I think it's someone. I don't know how, but it's someone take someone took from uh, the the showroom. So and then. Sometime I saw my car, uh, the sale in eBay, even like the other cars, like 112, uh, 10 touring cars and then nitro cars, everything sell in eBay. So I just, so I just think maybe someone take and then try to sell in eBay to exchange the money. But I never find uh, my most favorite, my most favorite D8, the world winning car, or even like a touring car, um, the TQ for, uh, 2008, uh, 110 Touring Car World, the TQ car also, I never see in eBay. 
and finally uh a couple months ago the my friend i think you guys know the tyler big he used to race the buggy many many many, many times i think it's many i think many people know him and he just sent me a message then say hey hara i i, I found the uh, your uh, the world's winning d8 on ebay and he gave me the link and i i see the pictures yeah it's the, the car is like exactly uh what i use at the world so yeah i forgot to show this this one finally in the back of my hands but looking good yeah this one it's awesome, also man. yeah it's the numbers and all the stickers positions and uh it's all the the little one but as on the pictures we mean the zach and ben talk about are you sure this is the leo car or not maybe the posted the picture in eBay, maybe just the pictures, maybe not the, not one hundred percent sure he have that car on his hands. So we tried to contact the seller, then to send some like uh, the take pictures and then the different pictures, and then he sent me and then yeah, the cars even like taking a body show, I can see more. Uh, I can see more Leo one because. Look at this air filter. It's just a uh, melt. <laughs> and the dirt color is from, uh, you That's know. That's Charlotte dirt. Yeah, Charlotte dirt, that little red, lit gray dirt. Not gray, just a lit dirt. Yeah, that, so, that, that's the only place you're going to find stuff like that in the southeast, North Carolina, Georgia, a little bit of yeah, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> and you can imagine, like, one of the challenges that we had in this, because we felt a, a real obligation to the community, you know, and everyone that had donated that we needed to really verify that, you know, what we were going to hand over such a significant amount of money for was legitimate. Um, you know, talking back with Phil, there was a huge amount of photos of Hara's car, obviously, out in the public domain. So one of the things that we were concerned with was to make sure that, you know, what we were going to hand over the money for was legitimate and that you know that's really where we kind of triangulated and said we didn't feel comfortable with with handing over the community's money in a situation where we really couldn't validate that the car was legitimate um and through the photos that phil had you know there were some really specific photos that we knew that there was so much dirt in one of the gearbox screws that attaches to the chassis of you know the front right hand corner and there was validation that we could do so we thought the best way to do that is to have someone actually go and and visually inspect it before the money was handed over and you know that's where such a massive thanks goes to mark pavitas for taking time out of his schedule to to go and do that and and really verify it because of course the last thing we wanted to do was buy something that wasn't legit um you know with other people's money it just didn't sit well with us so we spent a lot of time on that side of it. Yeah, and he wanted quite a bit of money for this at first, correct? Like forty five hundred bucks or something like that. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was advertised for four thousand US initially, and um, you know he was really good. The seller Harvey reached out to him. Um, they communicated one to one. They came up with a price that was a little, um, you know, more palatable. Um, you know, to to what we thought was was reasonable um and then we moved ahead with that so you know it, it all worked out in the end but quite frankly you know i don't you know i was i was super uncomfortable with 
doing this at arm's length. I, mm-hmm. I, I particularly I needed to see that this was going to be the car. And, you know, you can imagine that if, you know, and this wasn't anything to do with this particular seller, but we've all seen this out there on Facebook in the RC community where someone sells something, you know, it, it, it never arrives or what was sold or perceived to be sold gets packaged up and it's something different. You know, we just couldn't let that happen because, you know, it was, was not our money, right? It was the it was the community's money. So Zach and I felt a, a really strong obligation to make sure that we could do everything to ensure that the buggy was legitimate. And then ultimately, you know, Hara gets back what was his and and that's where we circle back to. And and you know, Hara and I just couldn't believe it, where it is the actual car. There is, you know, the dirt that's in the screws from Charlotte is um is still there. And I'm sure Hara's gonna share some amazing stories, but, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, the tires, you know, Hara, I'd love for you to share the story about the prototype Proline tires that are on the car and, and also, you know, the work that you and Mura did with the engine um, in that maybe that's a great, a great place to start, but tell us a little bit about the tires and, uh, and then the, the engine and how we came to that engine, because one of the things that Zach and I and Hara had a bit of a laugh about you know, everyone who races nitro has experienced what, you know, a rusty bearing feels like after a period of time. Well, you can imagine this car was last run in 2008. We're in 2023 now, 15 years later, when I got the car and I rolled over the flywheel. First of all, I thought, is it going to roll over? Second of all, surely it's got to be crunchy. Man, this car's got no rust on it at all. And the rear bearing is as smooth as a brand new one. Um, it's pretty phenomenal. So, yeah, Hara, tell us a little bit about how you came about getting that engine and and maybe the story on the tires as well. I'm sure the listeners would love to hear that. Yeah, it's like, um, okay, the tires, I think this is uh, the same tire which which I learned the, the final. It's uh, uh, no name on the side because of the prototype. From a pro line that time, I have the sponsor from them, and then uh, this is uh, the call revolver tires. It just came the prototype just before the worlds. Even like uh, not many people, no, I think no one practiced, no one tested that track. I think they testing the other track, and then they works okay, but not sure it's better than a uh, crime fighter. Uh, we we use a bullfighter at times. It most popular tires, bullfighter or a whole shot. And this, the revolver tires, even after start the worlds, uh, start of the worlds, it's uh it's hard to test in the practice day or uh, doing a qualify because of the rain. Uh, so many rain. It's I don't have I don't know how many days. Just maybe two days. Um, so it's uh, just hard to test the new tire. So no one wants to test. And actually, I asked many times the ProLine guys, how is the new tire work? But they say they don't know. Maybe good, maybe not. So I don't want to test <laughs> in the, during the race. So uh, till the semifinal, I don't think about to even a try for this uh, new Revolver tires. But uh, my qualify times, I remember uh, it's not too bad. It's I just enough to make a semifinal directly. But... Uh, even in semifinal, I passed. I think it's I finished fourth in semifinal, but I checked lap times. It's compared to uh, the other top guys like Mike Tree and, and Mayfield. 
I think they're more than one second, maybe 1.5, sometimes two seconds faster, but than my best lap. So <laughs> I just thought well, I have to use some different, uh, different things on the final. Otherwise, maybe I just, I just drive around in one hour for nothing. So I just uh, tell the mirror, I think it's maybe we can test in the before start of the final. Maybe we have five minutes, the warm up time. So. If tire was doesn't work, maybe we can still change to the bullfighter. But uh, I already feel it's a, for warm, warming up uh, lap time, uh, lap in the first corner. I feel already is tire much tires are much much better traction and steerings and even like easy to uh, the, create the over the jumps and everything. So I decided to uh, stick with this new Volvo tires. I think it's. Some people, some some pro line guy also choose the same tire in the final. But uh, I remember Truhi, I think he still run. Uh, he's the fastest guy in the TQ at that time, and he 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 keep using the uh, bull fighter. I think in the final. So the tire for sure to make me more uh, much more faster in the lap time to do in the final. Also, I do uh, change uh, driving line. It's during the final because Truhi only has have uh, the different. Uh, the line for the jumps, they call the Truhi jump, like uh, three, I think three or four jumps and for us have to over the step on the top, which is, it's just so difficult to do. People think it's way difficult, but I, when I test, when I try before the start warm up for the final, I try a couple of times and then one time I do, uh, it's really nice, same as like a Truhi. Then I decided I just go every lap after the start of the final. But I still have some mistake the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes with that Truhi jump. So um, it's kind of far off from uh, the race lead at the time to the, till the 15 minutes. But after that, I getting used to, yeah, this one, this jumps. Just Truhi make only time. Then uh, in the final, I just more getting used to the, to make it same as Truhi jumps. And then my lap times. Uh, this goes maybe almost two seconds faster than my semifinal or qualified lap time. So, but that's why I, I can catch up to the, the end of the race for everyone's from, I think it's, I stay with tens, nines or tens in the beginning. And I just catch every five minutes, like, uh, two or three cars. And then after 25 minutes, I think I start in the battle for the winning. So the tire make this tires makes like this big change for the, my final, the, the pace. For sure. And then the engine also, this is the, I think this is the kind of the first OS, uh, the people call the OS's best engines. I think it's 2006 Worlds, my previous win with OS engines. That engine also starting the OS engines, people think this is good, but I think this, the V, uh, VZV, uh, this engines, I think this is, a. Uh, the people just everyone said OS is the best of time. So I think it's I can use uh just a stock engine, like no modifier, no nothing special engine from OS, which is always always give me just a just a regular engine because they don't have any special. They every um the good engine were just uh, they check all the tolerance, um the quality control is really good, so they don't need special engines. So the most of the driver, uh, every driver from OS that we use is just same as production engines. And we have already good engines for before the, before start the worlds. But, uh, 
one uh, some one engines we have from it's it's same as uh, OS, the same spec, but it's there's some modification from uh, you know JP JP Racing. Uh, he do an uh, onload engine long time ago. The JP guy he he also sell the JP modify OS engines, but it's in off road. I think it's not so much the not that big names and on off road market. So I think nobody buy in the hobby shop. So uh, we just took one engine from the hobby shop and then we test it. And actually, this the JP modifier is really really good. I don't know how what he do, but it's just more engine engine so fast. Yeah, it's I, just. Uh, it, yeah, I hear that his his onload engine was crazy fast. I think I had a JP P5 mm. back when, and that thing was they were like seven hundred and fifty bucks, right? Back then. <laughs> and that oh, thing boy. was fast. He was he he was a very good engine modifier. Yeah. Um. So I think you won this. I believe if I remember correctly, but you won this race because you have one less. You you also have one less fuel stop than True. Yeah, than True, yes. Yes. So, did did you, how was that anything to do with the engine, or was it just you uh, and your throttle finger? Uh, I think it's the actually for the throttle finger for the ten uh, scale buggy doesn't make much that big difference for the mileage. It's compared to electric cars. Sometimes you know people more pull, pull trigger, maybe sometimes more better land time because of just timing to how to use the fuel. It's just a different than the electric car, so. I think it's my driving style. It's just normal, not not really really smooth, not too aggressive. Just uh, I think it's a neutral. But um, the long time, the time I, I, we have some advantage from the fuel. The fuel are uh, from uh, Japanese. The fuel the name is Cosmo, um, which is no one sell in the U.S. But I always I use in Japan for that Cosmo fuel. I, I f we feel like. It's always better mileage, and then the power feeding is always good. Engine is always super clean and nice, but it's not easy to ship to the overseas for the fuel because of the chemicals. So, like uh, many months before, I asked the Cosmo guys, and then just just ship by boat. Take maybe three months to uh, <clears throat> to reach in the US, but uh, we have time. So, uh, one thing for sure, I make uh, eight thirty. I think it's my Long time, I think mileage was nine minutes. So the safer, it's still safer to pit, pit, in, pit in than like 8.30, around 8.30. So it just, that makes uh, one pit less stop than, than the other guy. So it, it's, if compared to Mayfield that time, I think he have two or three times more than the, than my, uh, my pit stop. So it's kind of the yeah, big advantage at times. But I remember after the race, Many years that people say, "Oh, Hara win because of he have five time less pit stop than any, any anybody else." So <laughs> the thing is, yeah, I think people think people kn knows I have less pit stop, but it's only one time pit less from a tree. I think the interesting thing there, you know, listening to you talk that through, and and again, we talked the other day over breakfast is, and everyone knows this, you need so many things to go right to win a worlds. You know, you you, you think about the fact that you bolted on a tire that you'd never run before and you bolted that on before the start of the main and you were like, well, let's give it a go. There's a three minute warm up. you know, we'll see what it's like. And I think you shared with me, you know, like many of us drivers that have put a new tire on, you can tell in one or two corners and, and you knew straight away, right? This is the tire that we're gonna use, you know, it works. I can feel the car is 
is a lot more gripped up. And I think that's something that you probably needed because, you know, True was a bit of a standout at this Worlds, you know, with the Truey jump. He did something similar in 07 at the 10 scale Worlds in the West Coast of Japan. There was a, a jump that really only Mike was able to do in two-wheel drive buggy, and it gave him a really big advantage to TQ. And, you know, we saw the same thing here. And, you know, I know when we talked the other day, you were saying that you really had to relearn the track you know, with the revolver because you built the confidence in the car with that tire, you know, that you could actually make that jump. Um, why don't you talk, you know, to everyone a little bit about the feeling that you had because this race has a lot of ebbs and flows in it. There's a lot of different leaders. There's a few more mistakes than we normally see, you know, in a world's, um, you know, in, in 2023 as an example. And there's a lot of lead changes. How did that play out for you as a driver? You know, what went through your mind as you were making your way up, you know, through to the front of the pack and, you know, leading the 60-minute main probably with 10 minutes to go? Yes, it's just uh, I remember um, the I just so much kind of enjoy to, like, just a battle with the, all of the world's top guy in the final because, of course, it's everybody, everybody wants to win who who joined the worlds especially who made the final the grand final but it's 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 kind of this time this the 2008 worlds yeah we also aim to the winning we wish or we hope to win for the worlds but it's the we, we also know that the 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 true positions like really we can win or not or really i can win or not of course it's kind of it's like 50 50 maybe Maybe I can win. Maybe if 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 it's lucky or something like this. But um, it's kind of I have relaxed at times because of maybe not so much too too much tense for for the winning because of not sure I can win or not. Maybe that make me more a little bit more relaxed, just more enjoy to the you know the battle with the, the other top guys, and then. Um, I just realized more, I, I get more nervous than maybe just the last 10 minutes because of I thinking about maybe really I can win because I know that I, I fight for the winning. I, I have good positions maybe, uh, but it's not, not, I don't know how, when, when it's my, uh, the last pit stop or the other guys, how many times more pit stop. And, and then when I have last pit stop, I think it's 52 minutes. 53 minutes and then eight or seven or eight minutes to go. Then I realized, oh, this is maybe the last pit stop, maybe no more pit stop, but there's no one in front of me. And then I hear the announce, uh, the Mike Truhi, the seconds, but it's already 12 seconds behind. So the 12 seconds mean, I think it's, I don't know, I don't know where he is. I can't see his car. So it just normally, you know, it's the second place is more far away from me. Normally it's more. Relax, but that time I get more a little bit more nervous because I don't want to make any mistake. I don't want to lose this race, so I just uh, overthinking to to safe safety drive or uh, uh, you know just to drive around. I should just drive around, but I just uh, more nervous, make more slower lap times. So I think it's now I check uh, the the lap chart during the final. I think it's the last maybe five minutes was super slow. I didn't jump anything, just. It's some of the jumps. I just, I just do a single, single, single. But that thing is makes more uh, to 
confident for the Truhi because he can see my car every lap. I think one or two seconds faster than my lap times to the end. So he catch he catch me to uh, the last lap, but I, I think it's just just enough to you know just enough distance to win. So I make fifteen minutes, no no uh, no pressure, no nervous. I just enjoy. But the last ten minutes for sure. I think this is the biggest, biggest pressure. It's still until now, I think this is the biggest pressure in a my RC, uh, RC career. I think. And that's interesting because this is not the first world championship that you've won, right? You yes. you you win previously to this, so I'm I'm really interested to hear that this is the biggest pressure that you've ever felt. Maybe talk to us a little bit about the first world championship and then you know contrast that with why do you think that this felt more pressure for you because you won in I 2000 think, right yes i my first win in 2000 for touring course in yatabe japan uh that times it's just a, the target or uh, the target is just the difference that times i i i work for a uh yokomo company as just a regular employee I just want to be turned a professional drivers, but I need some big title to get the sponsor. So it's the 2000 worlds. Um, why I went most is just, uh, I just want to quit just a regular employee and then just thought, I just want to be the full time drivers. And, uh, I just believe it's a professional driver, make more money than uh, just, just a regular employee. So, uh, the aim's just a little bit more different. So pressure, same pressure, but it's different, different kind of pressure. Uh, 2008 worlds, the basically buggy worlds. Why I have more pressure? Because of this world's gonna be huge if I win. Because of all of the electric top drivers like uh, Truhi, Mayfield, the Cav, Tebow, and then everyone's who are the top driver from 10 scale to, uh, electric buggy. Everyone joined for this time. I think this is the first time. I think we call A scale buggy first world war. I think this is it's a so high competition than before. Uh, and racing US. So everybody think most of people think American drivers win because of they, it's their home. And then maybe some of the European guys also really fast. So I think no one think I win, even includes me. I. I I wish I win, but it's just, uh, I think it's, uh, I think it's just really too, it's really hard to win that time. So, so I think it's, I don't much have chance to win, but it's actually after one of 15 minutes in the final and I can see the, oh, maybe I have a chance to win. It makes me more uh, pressure, more nervous because if, if I win this one, I think I can change even more bigger than, uh, year 2000 worlds. Uh, because of different situations and people, everybody think this is most tough. The the worlds, it's compared to the other category. So because there's so so many drivers, just the same. Uh, I don't know, twenty drivers, thirty drivers. Now I think it's also the same. There's so many people have the skill, and then many people have a chance to win. So yeah, to make me more nervous, this final, this A scale buggy final, because of. Because I don't think I win. <laughs> Weird to say, but it's something like this. I have a question for you, uh, Hara. So at this at this point in two thousand and eight, 
had you been doing any off-road, eight-scale off-road, or, or was this just kind of like a, because I know you was predominantly on-road. Was this just like a, something you was trying, or was it something that you focused on? Actually, I start eight-scale buggy, seriously, um, year 2005. Okay. Like three years before the Worlds. And then HB doesn't, uh, the Hot Police doesn't have really good compression car, just out here at home. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's got something playing on the background. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no okay, worries. So, um, yes, um, that times HB and uh, the Hot Bullies have uh, the call names Lightning. Lightning RDL buggy car, which is just a pure OEM things, nothing special, just a, a durable RTL cars. And then we started with that RTL riding car, but of course it's okay. Just drive around is okay, but not fast. So we start development to Lightning 2, which is, it's more competitive than in the first riding. And then we have a plan to bring that car to join the 2006 world. The 2006 world in Indonesia. Um, I think it's we canceled that race. We we have planned to go that race before the, mm-hmm. our first world, but we canceled because of I think some like situation in the country or something like safety reason. I don't remember what exactly the reason, but I think we just didn't go because of uh, some. You situation. and a lot of other drivers. I think a lot of the American drivers and European guys didn't go. Yeah, as well in 2006. I think for me the same reason. I we I, I like to go over there, but I think company said no because of some safety reason. So actually, the, my experience for the one eight buggy car is just not uh, super new. Just I have some prepare and then some get experience before this world, and then I joined with that lightning car, with the lightning car with in lower nationals. That time I I'm allowed to race. To uh, the Royal Nationals. After that, uh, just the international guys cannot race anymore. But that time, I that's kind of not free, but I live in the US that time. So it's kind of easy to join the Royal Nationals. I've been there two times. I think I make two times the final, the make, making the MA, I think. And then uh, I do more uh, the, the race, Esco Buggy in Japan and the other Asia countries like Femca and Japan Nationals. So and then we development this D8 uh, with uh, Josh Alton. He's the designer of the car. And the, so finally, we make them the brand new car from Hot Bodies, like no more Lightning cars, no more OEM cars. So uh, the Josh designed cars, and then so we test. We go in the, the, the Charlotte uh, one time for free practice. We lent that track because the track, I think, I remember it's not uh, open for everyone. I think I have to... Uh, the book some of the days and then we have to pay like uh for the days like one day a few hundred dollars i think then uh we stay i think three days three days for the test for the new d8 cars so we already have the base set up before the worlds and then we joined the warm-up race also so the preparing for this worlds actually i think it's good good preparing so not crazy practice but it's at least we do some uh preparing for the winning for the world so 
Awesome. I'm I'm looking at Scotty here. Wow, he looks. This is 2008. He looks so young. Yeah. You look. Everybody <laughs> looks so young in this in this video. Um, interesting. Uh, something you mentioned that I I, I guess we can see. This was kind of like the transition from the old school Degani, Saxton, Bradley, those type of guys. Because I think this was the last time Bradley didn't make a world's final, if I remember correctly. He tried to bump up. So you saw this transition from that old school attitude era of RC, as I call it, to uh, what we have now, which is the Mayfields and all these guys that are, you know, Mayfield, well, even now, not now transitioning to their final part of RC. But this is when we saw that transition. HKL was booming at this point as well. But this is when we saw the transition from, oh man, I, I should have had kept this up on her. Uh, this is when we saw the transition of these guys, the old school guys and the new school guys coming around. And this is, I think, when 8Scale took a, a, a complete different change uh, turn and became even more popular, especially with coverage like this and your win and you know, I, I think nobody really expected you to win this. So uh, it was a shock. And I mean, look at it. It's congratulations. Uh, drinking a beer. Hey, I don't blame you. I'd have a few beers after this. Man, can we? 2008 hairstyles. It was something else. This is before iPhones and everything else. It looks like her. Um, also, I, I, also what, I, what I'd like to, sorry, to cut you off here, Kevin, but what I'd, what I'd really like to see is. Um, or hear about is just how much um, impact that Mirasan also had in your program, Hara. I mean, if you look uh, back at sort of a couple of years um, at World Championships, the guys really struggled to keep the car running and, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, there was a fair portion of drivers finishing this main and it made that last minute sort of so interesting having quite a few drivers there that really could still contend for the win at the end. Um and obviously, you know, Mira worked pretty heavily with you leading up to the World Championships and you did a lot of testing together um, in the States. And, yeah, just sort of interested to hear, I guess, like how he sort of played his part as well. Yes. The the Mira that time, I think it's, it's for me, I think it's that time, I think it's his kind of best time to uh, more, it's, Biggest motivation that time to to get the the work with me. He prepared in the car. It's just so nice. Uh, he uh, he just thinking about how to make a better speed for the cars. So he make all of the lightweight parts, special made like lightweight parts for the worlds, like many many like aluminum parts. Uh, he prepared for the worlds, and then yeah, for sure the engines he prepared super nice. He braking. He breaking by himself, uh, like old school style, like uh, just a landing break in. It's takes so long. I think it's weak, maybe more because it's we have like uh, three, four, five engines after the break in. But he he said like just a landing slowly landing break in is much make more better the performance at the end, more uh, the torque of the engines more stable, uh, more mileage and. Then, so he spent so much time to uh, the prepare engines. So also his tuning was it's kind of the perfect uh, the tuning for uh, be, uh, different than the others because if we use a plastic clutch, the carbon carbon plastic three shoe. All of them, the the carbon carbon shoe. No, we don't use aluminum shoe. It makes more uh, uh, 
less heat for the engines, uh, more mileage for the engine. So I think he he uh, his idea to use the, all of the three carbon shoe. Uh, I think this is also makes more uh, to get more the win, get more chance to to win for the, this world for sure. And um, yeah, I think it's it's I don't know how it's just that the car is so perfect just to like no play it's uh, just a no leak any 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 oils. I think it's just the quality of the this this time the D eight was also pretty good because of. I feel like still I can learn with this car. Yeah, the engine. Yeah, and like when to... you when you look at that HP now, it's there's still a lot of parts that are somewhat comparable to what's in the kit today. And right, um, I guess you know you and Mura were pretty fundamental in that early stage of you know transitioning the Lightning into what is obviously a very competitive package still even to today sort of thing. And you know you've put a lot of time and effort, I'd imagine, in that pre testing and the ideas that. That you, you know, and Mira both put into the car to to really transform it, um, in the you know the pace from that lightning to where it it's obviously performed in the the finals with which was obviously a very much a, an early prototype buggy still, um, to to what we sort of see today. Yes, and also the clay this this car the the most crazy thing was the price of the cars. This is only like four hundred US. Uh, yeah, I remember. Price, I think, yeah, I I don't remember retail price, but uh, street price. I think I remember like four hundred US, maybe less. And I remember until like free. day after Worlds, then it was like yeah. six fifty, seven hundred US, like the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's but amazing, I actually though, bought I'm... the buggy after the after you won the Worlds, and uh, I remember I went to Indonesia, and uh, you were at that race as well, uh, and I went. With obviously a very stock HB that was not anything comparable to what you were running, um, and I think we both weighed our cars uh, at that event, and my car was like four hundred and fifty grams heavier or something than than your world's <laughs> winning buggy that you you'd taken to that <laughs> event afterwards. So um, obviously a lot of additional parts on that car to bring it down to probably legal weight. Um, longer which would shock have with fuel mileage as well. Yeah, longer shock. I mean, that like, was, there's normal lengths, but <laughs> yeah, it's they come with the, you know, Leah also use the front shocks, super short front shock on the Leah in the kit. This is <laughs> the, one of the biggest mistake from the Josh Alton designs. Look at uh, that rear. Only one thing. Yeah, it's just a look how wide yeah, that I, is. I have a go with yeah, the I rear. Think it's pretty wide, yeah. I I, I had the car against my car, uh, obviously with the current D8 at home. That rear pivot, it's like as wide as a bulldozer. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's the yeah. I I remember the arm length was same as Kyosho at times. It's right. arm arm length was same, same, but it's the Kyosho is a lot narrow pivot and then the yeah, wider uh, the Lear Hub. Yeah, more offset than the Lear Hub. But big, this one is the other way. Yeah. Well, it's cool. I think one of the interesting things, you know, Keenan, you touched on this a little bit before. That 2008 world, it was a real transitional time because what we started to see was the influx of the electric drivers, um, you know, into eight scale. And and that just 
you know, it changed everything. My background's in electric, you know, from the eighties and, and I knew the electric guys really well. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was the merging of, of eight scale off-road and the fast 10 scale electric guys, Absolutely. right? The, <laughs> okay. I'm on my second as well. Not the, the Ryan, the Ryan and the Jared, you know, and, and everyone came over the, the quality, um, you know, of the fields just, increased dramatically and i think that for me is the genesis of why eight scale off-road today certainly in my view is is the premier class because everyone who's anyone is is racing it for the world's win and you know harry you've been involved and i think this is potentially why you've been so popular outside of you know the great bloke and the person that you are is you've been able to compete for some amazing wins um, at World Championships, at Femkas, you and I have had a couple of close races at at Femkas in semifinals, which if we get time to talk about, we can we can have a laugh about. But you've been involved in some of the most climactic World Championships there has been. You know, if I think back to, you know, potentially what's quoted as the best race of all time, you and Reinhard in you know on road uh, back in Bangkok that was a phenomenal race. So you've been able to have this career that has crossed both on-road electric, off-road electric, nitro buggy and eight scale. I mean, you've been a master of all disciplines at different times in your career. I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, the, your feelings as a, as a driver in the, uh, I think it was the 20, 2008 Worlds, with Hara in Bangkok, and then you know you were again down to the wire in 2010 at the Nitro Buggy Worlds in Pattaya, where you got a black flag, which you know I think was uncalled for in a racing incident. And then we go to 2012, and you and Gillies battle it out, and Gillies just sends his car across the line in in Hampstead to win. I mean, you've just Nightmare. been involved. I think in more nightmares than anyone I can think about in the RC arena when it comes to world championships. Why don't you tell us some stories? I, I know that the, the listeners would love to hear about, you know, those three, especially, you know, the Reinhardt and then the nightmare with Jillies. Yeah, I think it's, the, for me, my opinions, I was just so lucky to be there. Just timing, you know, timing is good because when I was, the, my peak of the, the, the driving skill or drive my driver level. I think probably my peak was 2008 with the mark. Yeah, this this race. I don't want to see this one because if I lose this 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 race, it's <laughs> kidding. But yeah, I know the I even I didn't make any podium this this race. I fight with Mark. Uh, I got TQ and then I win the first A main, but the second one and third one I finished like fourth or fifth. So. Actually, I didn't make a podium that time, but many people think I, I was second because of people just remain, uh, just re they remember, uh, just only A3 only. So Mark win, I, I lose, but I, even I don't finish the second. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, I think this, this generation's just, uh, also the peak of just, uh, uh, each manufacturer have the color of uh the image like tamiya is tamiya blue uh hpi hot bodies have the purple colors and then next they have 
the gold and you know Yokomo also have a Yokomo blue and then even the driver have some like big like super big image. Tamiya is Mark, HPI is me, Masami is Yokomo, uh, you know associated. Yuho is associated and yeah, many guys just to have the kind of the big character from uh, money, the sponsors, the drivers, each manufacturer. So if there's many, many fans uh, along the world, uh, it's just, uh, I think it's the community also bigger than now, I think at times. So it's like more exciting to uh, to watch every race's fight against each manufacturers. And then plus the, you know, like live broadcasts, like uh, right, RC Racing TV and then uh, Rive RC. Um, I think this 2007, 2008, I think it just started this nice, they started nice broadcast. So uh, I think it's, this is also one of the lucky, lucky reasons why I say lucky because uh, people now can, people can see from uh, the laptop or anywhere with uh, the live, live, uh, the live broadcast. So uh, race for sure, this is really exciting and dra- dramatic and then it was like high high level of the driving, but I think it's just a uh, many many good timing to to show this race in this just right timing. I think same for the white one eight uh one eight buggy worlds. If I don't if we don't have uh live RC that time, I think it's still people not that much big talk about even like after many years later. So uh, good race plus good life the good live broadcast. And uh, also, kind of uh, the many many fans on each manufacturers. I think this is makes more. <clears throat> it's kind of people are interesting to watch, and people still remember. And then yeah, to talk about Tokyo again with this uh, 2008 Worlds in Thailand for 10 scale touring cars. Um, I think many people already know. So me and then Mark, maybe two guys just. Uh, have a chance to big win. Two guys have a chance to win because the market was faster. I I also have good speed. Uh, the qualify, I dominate the qualify. It's my car's always good at the time. And then the final, uh, Tamiya car is always better in in uh, less heat. My car is good in heat in because the Bangkok is always hot. But in the final, it's gonna be a little bit late. Then uh, they change the temperature. Uh, a little bit more down, and then a little bit cloud, uh, no more sunny, then the truck temperature going down. And Mark's car, I think, is kind of the best with that conditions. So he also, he his pace was better than mine. But I have to just to stay the front of him and just broken him. But he just, I don't, I remember just a sweeper, just the end of the back straight, where he just, just come into the, my uh, my cars and then I think almost touched but didn't touch. So he just he just constantly constantly so so hard so strong. I think this moment now. Oh yeah, this one yes. A little bit touched, but I think this is really really nice pass. And then I got Libby. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an amazing actually, pass, right? Yeah, I think it's like the, this is actually our first time see this. So. You know, slow, slow motion, and then so close. Because I don't want to see this video because I know this this happens. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's up on the curb. 
he's up on the curb, you know, I think it's yeah, side by yeah. side. It's a, it's a great pass. It's, it's a great race. Um, right. I can only imagine you're feeling it. I think you raise a really interesting point though, as you talked us through that horror, which was for us as an RC community and, and maybe, you know, we all don't recognize this enough, but we, we probably need to really recognize that live RC really changed RC significantly for, for all of us and for the community. I know I was, I quite often, you know, listen to different podcasts across the world and, um, I think it's one in the UK. They had Scotty on the other week and, you know, they ask what is one of those, you know, transformational things that you, you recognize in RC and, you know, lots of people say, oh, you know, it's, it's spectrum and things like that. Or Scotty mentioned as an example, Bob Novak and brushless. I think you raise a really interesting point that I, I don't think I've heard anyone talk to before, which was, you know, what Brandon developed with live RC in a way transformed how we consume our racing. You know, many of us that have been in this for decades used to have to just read magazines and wait months for the results to come out. You know, we were able to live and breathe this in real time, which was which was amazing for all of us. So why don't you share a little bit about some of the thoughts and, and feelings you had when we moved to the 2010 world. So we go to Pattaya in Thailand um, I think you're living there at that time and, you know, you're really a bit of a, a hometown favorite, so to speak, and you do very well at this world. You know, there's a prediction that potentially you could go back to back. You do a lot of practice at the track. Um, it's a super technical track. I think probably still to this day, the most challenging eight scale worlds track that we've seen. And, you know, there's this moment where, you know, there's a single double and a double single and and you get a black flag and and that really impacts the whole race. Why don't you talk us through a little bit about that and and how that lands with you during the race because I can only imagine what that was like. Stop and go. <laughs> stop, stop and go. go. Yep, stop and go. <laughs> uh, yeah, the <clears throat> 2010 the Worlds in Pattaya uh it's it's more uh, the just a different um, pressure to compare to 2008 worlds because of after I win the worlds, still people think maybe I just win the lucky. It's I want the proof I'm not just a lucky to the lucky to win for the eight, one uh, 2008 worlds. So I just want to show everyone it's not uh, just a lucky. So I. 2010 worlds i luckily i live in thailand so it's many people think i was living in pattaya and then practice every day that track to make a home like home advantage but actually the pattaya track it's it's nothing i know i'm not living in pattaya i live in bangkok and then the track is always just uh, changed especially just normal day in pattaya is they don't put any spray on the track uh just dry out uh no clean and uh the track condition was it's always so big different so it's kind of no point to practice over there in the in the normal day i couldn't make any good uh, experience with that normal day oh yeah this is the 
I still remember this layout. It's long time I don't see this ones. So, oh, and then I already knew it. It's they're gonna change the whole layout. Uh, it's a completely new layout, and plus, uh, they put Morasses. Oh, they they put the sugar cane at times. I don't remember. I think sugar cane. Huh? Oil. Some like, yeah, just the dark oil. So it, I think it's, they put the dark oil uh, not many months ago from the, from the worlds. Even like pre-world, I think they put some oil, but I think not this much. So uh, the, my car is just a good old week, but it's just, uh, it's kind of, uh, because we don't challenge any, the new setup, just, Almost, it's the same setup from 2008 World Car. We make just a new body shell, which is more uh, getting popular for the for cab forward style of the body shell. And uh, I switched from the ProLine to uh, a, uh, HB tires. Uh, the name's Megabyte. Looks like a whole shot tire, but it works pretty well in in Pattaya track. So I stay with the HB. Uh, the megabyte tires and that's only uh, the things we uh, prepare for for the worlds so uh we don't have any advantage advantage from the cars and the engines because it's already people run the learn from 2008 so no one i think it's no one make uh, like five or six minutes runtime except the uh, mayfield mayfield i think still run six minutes uh five five thirty between that that 2010 but everyone can drive like uh, eight minutes, nine minutes. So the pit pit strategy, everybody same. So there is no more advantage, anything. Just need a pure driving skill to be win win another one for another world champions. So I just practice more, focus on the, to get more driving skill, like more speed. How to uh, how to get more speed from my driving. So I focus on the practice, not from setup, just more uh, the driving. Uh, the driving skill. So, yeah, but it's no one knows like uh, who's fast in that track after start the worlds. No one think I. I don't think it's Cody get super fast in that time. I, I thought maybe Mayfield or Tebow or the other guys is just a more uh, can be my my biggest competitors. But actually, Cody's like uh, you know he killed everyone. <laughs> I have a question. Um, also, this is. I would say 2010, so it's two years after 2008 Worlds. This is when I would say we also saw the switch from it being um, mostly dominated, or not dominated, but mostly the domination coming from the European side of things. And this is when the Americans kind of uh, come into this and start dominating, even though they had, they had won two previous Worlds prior to this. But this, like I said, we see the, the Testaments and the Mayfields and all these guys uh this is when they put more focus on one eight skill. But I, I have a question because Ben brought up a good point. He said this is a very difficult track. Uh, what was probably the most difficult part about this track? I, I have a feeling it was that that fence on this side of it. That looks like it hurt a lot I, of people. Yeah, I think it's just a it's kind of weird. Uh it's just a weird just a weird, weird the weird feeling from driver stunt. It's no nowhere is like flat it's mm. everywhere have angle and many they have off camber the in all the hairpins they have some like uh you know just off camber everywhere so uh overshoot undershoot it's it's kind of so difficult and all of the jump shape was 
you know, not like US or European style. It's like Asian mm-hmm. style. So it's just hard to make uh, the the correct distance and angle every time because of everywhere just have funny angle. And plus, uh, this oil surface, I remember uh, if you stay on the line, yeah, the grip is good. But it's uh, some spot have still dust. So the line, the, dry, the racing line was super narrow. So it makes more difficult to keep its consistent, the consistent lines, I think. And, and there is such a thing as an Asian-style track because we look at this track, we look at the Cinetic track, and uh, now recently the Philippine Masters track. There, I don't see tracks like this built anywhere else besides Asia. Lots of off-camber jumps. Like the Philippine Masters track, Cinetic track, are, are like I, I know I would crash a million times on those tracks. But very unique style from Asian tracks. Where, I, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but where do you think that comes from? Well, I think it's just... Uh... It's it's hard to say, but it's uh, off-road culture in 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 Asia was not uh, not huge. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, we just copy from we try to copy from uh, you know the Western culture for off-road because it's off-road from I think it's America. I, I don't know. I think most popular from US and mm-hmm. Europe also the popular, but I think different style, like something like a mix with the the mixed surface like uh, astroturf and concrete or you know bricks and the dirt and everything but in in asia mostly uh no jump just you know sand or <laughs> pure dirt uh me and zach and ben all the time talk about why uh in japan never have uh like american style or just a popular style track in, in japan we we have almost no track no nice track in japan just it's just old old local style mm. old school style only still still now mm-hmm. we don't have like a pataya track we don't have like cinetic track uh like we don't have philippine master track in japan so i think it's still we don't in japan doesn't have chance to make any nice international race because we don't have any like uh like uh, international track so but uh, this pataya track i think it's kind of starting to make uh you know s- some of like a pataya track also can accept from american drivers or european drivers oh maybe this track is okay it's something unique but it's not a typical you know not typical uh the asian style track so um uh, this point i think is also cinetic uh to make more uh the better track because if they can uh they can see the what, what is the pataya track and what people want to change so I think Cinetic and then the Philippine Master Track, I think is it's the starting point from this particular track, it's my opinion. Yeah, I, I interesting. think the, the interesting thing here is in Asia, we have to give a lot of um, kind of respect to Charlie because Charlie, you know, who owned Pattaya and put it together, he, he pushed the limits. I mean, you know, we've heard from Hara. Zach and I both drove on this track. Zach actually raced the world's. Um, I raced at Buggy Party after the Worlds. I just moved to Singapore um, at this stage, and I came over to to watch the Worlds and and help uh, Andrew and and Josh and and Zach and and what people don't appreciate with this track is, and I think Hara, you know, touched on it a little bit. There was absolutely no time to uh, to breathe on it. There was always something going on, and I remember the first couple of laps that I had driving on it two months after the Worlds. 
Um, it was the first time I met Degani as well, which was a, a, a funny adjacent story. But, you know, there was no time to do anything. You, you, you blink, you crash on this track. And if you crashed, you hit a metal fence and you broke a front arm or something like that. It was, um, it was a great track to hold a world's A-Main because it really tested the world's best drivers. I mean, you know, when you see Har and Mayfield and Cody and Jared and, uh, you know, they were all pushing themselves as much as they could and um, it was a phenomenal race. And then the Cinetic guys went and built a track that was really out of this world. I, I'll never forget when I went to that track the first time, um, I thought, this can't be for RC cars. You know, I think I was there, uh, I flew over from Singapore and Robert was on the same flight as me and we got to the track and we looked at it and we just looked at each other and shook our head and thought, like, this is for BMX bikes because the scale of the track in Synetic was much larger. One of the things that uh, Pattaya had going for it was it was surrounded by containers. It was in an amphitheater. And what I've subsequently worked out with tracks is that works very good for the human visual perception. If you have something behind the track that really blocks it out um, and you don't see anything in your peripheral vision, it, it gives you a great ability to race on the track. Synetic mm. was huge. Synetic was undoubtedly the biggest track I've ever been to. You know, when you turn up there, your lap time is in excess of 60 seconds. When you get a good lap in, um, you know, you're down in the low 50s and, and 51s, but it takes a lot of laps to get there because the track is just so very large. You know, so you do a seven-minute practice run, you get seven laps. You know, you've gone around each corner only seven times. It's um, it's really difficult to race on. So the guys in Asia, you know, they've always um, post this 2010 Worlds built great tracks and produced them. You know, Alvin... Um, in Malaysia would do the same thing with RCC and then Three Stone Park. You know, they, they built some really, really good tracks to race on that tested drivers. And I think the, the drivers enjoyed it. You know, we we saw that through different Femca races that we had. And, you know, Hara was Femca champion many times. And, you know, he tells me that he might be making an appearance in uh, Vietnam next year for Femca. So hopefully we'll see Hara race there as well. Zach, you was that's real quick before I go to Zach. It's, it, I like the peripheral vision having stuff in the background. I kind of reckon that to cricket and having to have a sight screen like behind each time where you're burning so the batsman can see the, the ball. Uh, Zach, you went to this race. Tell me what you remember about this, uh, this race. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the time I had sort of just started work, so I hadn't really had uh, much racing under my belt leading up to the event and. I think I had been given a, a car from Agama um, at that point in time and they moved the engine right into the middle of the car and I just had no time with the car and the car really wasn't very good um, and because it was really just their first attempt at a car and it was really off balance and, man, I couldn't even do one lap and I think halfway through the event I sort of just given up um, and just decided to get on the beers and and have a good time and I still remember this being really one of the best meetings I've ever been to not because I was racing more just because of the experience of you know witnessing everyone um racing on you know on this just crazy track and you know 
I'd had some good times um, at this track beforehand. Um, obviously, when I had a bit more time outside of uni, and um, Charlie had just developed so many interesting tracks leading up to this. You know, this this track that he he created for the worlds. Um, you know, this was a after sort of many lessons learned, um, making just really ridiculous, crazy tracks, which he just really tested out what worked and what didn't work, and. He just made such 3D tracks with really big berms and big off-camber sections, and um, you could see, you know, every bit that he put into this track was sort of a learning of of what he tested, you know, over years leading up to this. And you know, it's such a shame to see this venue go. I mean, it was just it was just such a good place, and you know, you go and go and have a good time with your friends, and and then also, you know, during the day you'd get straight on the track. I'm not sure if I could probably um, <laughs> do it these days. I'd probably be just um, under the pit table in the air con for the day, um, recovering from the amount of beers that we had drunk. But, um, yeah, awesome, awesome facility and awesome track. And, you know, we've sort of probably seen a bit of a reduction in some of these um, crazy facilities in Asia. And, you know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. we really have only got, um the philippines now that's probably to this um to this standard and this level i mean not only was the track um in thailand amazing but just all of the surrounding facilities you just you don't really have anything comparable um to that and um philippines is probably um the only track that we've got now in asia comparable yeah for those of you don't know you know one of the things that was you know, just, just to kind of build on that for those listeners that have never been to the Pattaya track, what was amazing was it was, you know, not a half hour or an hour or a two-hour drive from your hotels. You know, it was 15 minutes away from your hotels and restaurants and nightlife and everything. So it was it was just a really well-positioned track. And as Zach says, it's it's such a shame that that we've lost that. Um, it, was, it was a world-class facility and, and Charlie built great tracks. You know, the baton has been passed to Edward Seo in the Philippines and he's been building on his Philippine Masters events for many, many years now. And, you know, the tracks that he's building are just phenomenal. What we had last year was, it reminded me a little bit of this track. There was something going on in every corner. Every jump was on an angle and, you know, you had no time to rest. Um, and it really challenged all the drivers. It was um, it was amazing. You know, I remember talking to Ongaro at dinner one night and, you know, he was just blown away with the track. You know, Robert um, came out with JQ and, you know, Robert turned to me. I remember after practice at, at one morning and he said, Ben, he said, this track is crazy. He said, if this was in Spain, no one would come back tomorrow. He said, it's just too difficult. There is too many jumps on too many angles as too many crashes possible it's it's too hard he said i don't know what's with these uh tracks in asia but um everyone is going to come back tomorrow and i said yeah everyone will be back like it's you know we like the challenge so um you know i think we we're very lucky to have had you know some uh generations like charlie in you know the the thailand track you know we had alvin in Malaysia, we've got the Synetic team here. I mean, look at this. There's nowhere in the world that you can build. And, and you know, most of you are probably listening to this on audio. So it's 
it's hard to reference, but we're seeing video now of uh, the Senetic track in Surabaya in Indonesia. And, you know, I raced there four or five times. The track is on a scale unlike anything that anyone has ever driven. And, um, you know, if you think about some of the occupational health and safety rules and, and safety rules that we have in countries, you couldn't build a track like this in Australia or Europe or the US. It just, it wouldn't be possible. And it, it took a team of um, motocross track builders over three months by hand to build this track um, in, uh, in late 2010, early 2011. And um, it was a phenomenal place to race and Tego Santuso and, you know, the, the team in, um, in Indonesia were just extremely welcoming. And um, I would have loved to see a Worlds on this track. I think if there's a track that would have tested the world's best, oh, this would have been an amazing layout to race a world's on. You know, I raced here with uh, with Tebow and Robert um, in 2013, and they were both like, wow, how do we have a world's here? You know, this would be phenomenal. Yeah, and I think you touched on that, Ben. Like nowhere else is going to be able to produce something like this. I mean, you can see the amount of angle and elevation these jumps have got. I mean, I'm sure they would have had some machines to position the dirt there, but majority of all the jump faces and the, and the sheer angle that everything's been built at is all because people have been doing it by hand. Um, and it's just the huge amount of labor that goes into producing some of these crazy tracks. Um, you know, I think the figure uh, the Synetic guys talked to was around 20,000 US, um, and that was predominantly just labor. Um, and that would be, you know, probably 30 people um, over a couple of months um, shaping. And, like, I remember they were patching jump faces in Synetic and, you know, they have 10 people out there with big wooden hammers um, and that's how they were packing the track down. And, um, yeah, so you know, just the, the crazy amount of time and investment that was put into some of these tracks, um, you know, this isn't a track that was just built with a bobcat over two two days or three days this is something that's been built over a couple of months um and and it's all just done mainly by you know manpower um and without machines awesome hara yes uh quick question so what did you get a, a stop and go for at the 2010 worlds um the one of the triple jumps um i do a double single most of the time mm-hmm. And then I remember also most of the driver do double single, but uh, I think only Tebow he do a single double, the other way. So some of the point, I I just drove just behind him, and we have I think it's a battle for first. I think it's the battle for first place. Then uh, I do double single, and then he do single double. So it's just a crash, you know. Just a crash mm. in there, but uh, it's just hard to. I think Tebow just do single double only that time. I don't know. I don't remember. He do all all the time double single or all the time single double. I don't remember. But I think he do single double that times that lap. So I, maybe I thought maybe he do double single also. So I don't think about crash to him. But uh, actually, he do single double. So I just uh, I couldn't slow down. I can just too late for the break and then it's just. Uh, crashing there then i got to stop and go but actually tebow doesn't get any uh upside down i think we crash in the air but it's the end we don't need the marshals so 
it's not huge damage for the both of us, but I got the the penalty with the, with that triple jump. What do you remember at what time it was in the race? Like I think it's middle of the race. You okay. remember you remember the band? You pretty, remember the band? Pretty early on, yeah. I think early okay. on, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's middle of the race. It was one of those ones that, um, and I've watched this final because this is if anyone hasn't watched the 2010, um, you know, Pattaya Buggy Nitro final, go watch it. Um, it's a phenomenal race because the lead changes. You know, at one point Mayfield looks like winning. You know, Tebow looks like winning, but you know he's got the wrong tires on the front from memory. He's got super soft instead of soft, and he runs out of rubber. So there's lots of different possibilities. For winners, you know, Cody obviously wins in the end and drives a great race. Hara looks like he will win and he gets a stop go. It, it, it's an it's an awesome race. Um, 60 minutes goes by in a flash. And, of course, we've got Scotty commentating, which um, which is brilliant. But, yeah, that was early on. And, um, you know, it, it sets you back a little bit, Hara. But if my memory is correct, I think you're still able to be in touch. And then in that... Um, uh, jump section as we head up to the back of the track before the big double, there is the the staggered jumps. And I think at that point with maybe less than five minutes to go, you know, you're hunting down Cody and I think you crash there and it takes the marshal a long time to get to you. Yeah, I think I crash in the, the, worst, the worst spot, I think. And when you, when you look at the... Uh... The tires. I think a lot of people were struggling with tread, uh, but for whatever reason, I'm not sure if you know the the tires you had been working on were starting to look at long wear compounds or something. With that HB Harabite tire or whatever, was really in a league of its own there. Hey, because you had quite a bit of tread by the end of the final compared to say anyone else. Yeah, it's just a HB uh, megabyte red. Red compound, I mean, uh, it's medium, medium compound. It's soft is pink, red is medium, and white is hard. Even like hard, I think we, if I put the hard, the white compounds, I think it's just too hard. The lap time gets slower. So, uh, qualify, I use the pink, the soft tires, and the semifinal and the final, I use uh, the red, the medium compound. Um, the thread is just looks like a whole shot. I think a little bit bigger than whole, the whole shot, but some reason the lava, the lava compound, it's, I think it's a perfect match for the oil surface. Just, uh, doesn't get much wear. Uh, it's just, uh, just so consistent a uh, whole weekend with that tire. So I think it's the tire choice, um, the HP tire. I think in the final, I think only me, no one needs HP tire in the final because of everybody have tire sponsors. No one, uh, man, no manufacturers make the tire at that time. So, no car Nearly un- unheard of, really, at that point in time. Like, I don't think anyone had really seen or heard of the tire. And then had, you'd done some, obviously, quite a bit of testing beforehand. But, like you said, Charlie never oiled the track uh, to the degree that he did. Like, that track that was at the Worlds was sort of pretty unique. Um, so, but you'd already worked out the tires beforehand or? I just no choice. I don't have that time. That time I don't have any right. choice. It's I have to use the HP tires. It's the second choice. I I if I want I can use the AKA tire at times because I have a good relationship with the Mark Mark Vavidis when he switched to AKA from Proline. 
Uh, also, I think about maybe AK is one of the good choice, but it's 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 kind of hard to get the tire the ship over to to Thailand. So I just stay with uh, I just decided to use the HB tires because much more easier easy to get. It's every any times and then the, when I tested the pre world, it, they put a little bit oil like uh, same as like worlds, but not that much as the worlds. But when when I tested. Uh, they compared to the other brand tire to HB. HB is just a uh, lap time was same, but just a more consistent. So, um, yeah, I just decided the HB tires because of it's more easier. Awesome. So you end up, you end up finishing second there, which, um, you know, is, is amazing behind Cody. And, and, you know, he takes down his, his first world's win, which was phenomenal. We, we go to another Worlds then, um, I think 2012 from memory, um, and we're back to on-road with Touring Car. And, you know, it's another phenomenal finish with you and Gilles. Why don't you share a little bit about that one? Because well, <laughs> that one I don't think anyone has experienced before, right? It was, uh, it was a super crazy race. Um, tell everyone a little bit about that race. Yes, it's... Uh... Yeah, that that world's. Um, it's also I normally think I can uh, I can fight for winning with that time because of you know I'm getting also old and then new guys came out the new guys more and more new guys came for uh, for the for the worlds like uh, Rona Boker. Uh, I think Bruno still not the race that time. I think Ronald now to uh, you know some of the new guys. It's just more competitive for uh, for the world. And uh, before the race, I think it's most of people think Ronald Boker win because his package Yokomo and LRP was just crazy fast. Uh, Warm up race he dominate. Uh, we went to practice and his lap time was so fast. So and then spec tires and then and all with no additive. I think it's only the one time Ifma decide to race no additive. Just, uh, I think tire warmer still allowed, allowed to use it, but it's only just before the race, only five minutes you can put the tire warmer because of the, the temperature in September or October, the world is not super hot. It's have to use a tire warmer for a good start. So the tire grip, I think it's one of the worst tire grip during the race because we don't use additive and the Rona's car, Yokomo car have so much tractions and then LRP motors, uh, speedos have so crazy fast. Oh yeah, this one. And HB that time the car is okay. It's not bad, but it's nothing special and actually a little bit slower than the other Tamiya or Yokomo cars. So nobody think also, even I, nobody think I TQ the time is, but this one's kind of a little bit lucky. Uh, in the final round uh, of the qualify, I think round five or round six, they have a rain and they almost decide to stop the race, the cancel the round, but it's uh, in the rules say it still can race in the rain. It went put the uh, rain tires, people can choose the rain tires. So they decided to uh, the start the final round of qualify. Then uh, my heat was just one before the last last group. And then rain the stop and then track getting dry. Uh, my heat, I think it's most dry. 
So more dry, more fast. So it's my, my lap time faster than the previous round, previous uh, the group. So I have uh, good times, but it's, you know, one, the last group still there. So I thought maybe it's, I have to forget about TQ. Um, but it's after my race, starting starting drop some small drop in the rain and then start last loop and the rain getting more stronger and uh yeah it's just it's getting more wet and then lap time just a three second four seconds slower so i got a tq the last round it's make me overall tq this is the makes uh, the lucky happenings to i got a tq otherwise i think i have to start third i think uh, so TQ is always like a big, big advantage for, you know, five minutes race for the touring car. So it's one lucky rain situation for me to make the, you know, to fight for the winning. But uh, it's kind of the behind story for the, this ones. I got the car, uh, I bring like three or four cars for the test before the race. And then all of the cars doesn't work. It's just just so slow. And I almost just kind of give up to prepare the good car for the worlds. But um, one time I saw a Shin, you know, Shin Adachi. He uh, he also the same team that times. So he worked for HP that times. And then I look at his car on the on the track. His car looks so much tractions. And I drove his car one time. It just it just feel much more traction. So I asked his setup, and then he set up something different than my car. So I just copy his setup with one of the one of the my uh, trash car is just for the testing. Uh, so if the trash car going to my best car with Shin setup, and I tell the Shin I'm gonna use this car, this craft car for for the worlds, and then I cop one hundred percent copy from Shin's car, Shin setup on my trash car. And then that trash car is going to some somehow just it's just one of the my best car, just by far. So I little bit more confident to uh, to start in qualify because of I feel like comfortable car with a shin setup. So uh, my qualify was just uh, okay, just uh, finished second and third, and I got the fourth and fifth. So a main is for 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 making a main just uh, enough. The speed, but for winning, still Ronald was super fast. So I need something extra. But uh, you know the the rain makes me uh, the overall TQ. Then uh, it's kind of the game has changed. Ronald start have to start second, and he's fast for sure. He, I think he's fastest for sure in that race. But I think he have a little bit more uh, too exciting and too much big battle with everyone's me and Mark and, and everyone. So he crash couple times and then uh, he he for him he lost the worlds but the Gilis, you know his home track here he's not the fastest that time but he's really consistent especially with the uh, used set tire uh new set tire always best for the touring car but he's he doesn't much change the speed new set or used set so he's also uh uh really strong in the final because at the in the final i remember only we have one set tire to use for the final three final three main the final so first main everybody have to use a new set so some of the guy uh, didn't didn't run for the first a main because of, they want the safe tire for the second a main and uh they make the big 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 advantage 
but I have no choice because I have to TQ. I have stuff on TQ, so I put the new tire. Um, I just keep going, and then I leading race uh, to the end. But Gilles came up, and then his the pace was faster and faster, and then he catch me, and then I I pass him back, and then but in the last lap, uh, I told I have one more lap because of the the finish is so close. Finish line. Uh, before the finish line, I hear still like five seconds left. So maybe I can go one more lap, but it's wrong. It's, uh, it's time is over. And then, uh, I didn't make a push in the, the last corner of the, the finish line, but Dillis, he just full, full throttle to, to finish, uh, the past the finish line. So he passed, I think it's, I don't know how many seconds, maybe 100 tenths, 200 tenths of seconds. He closed the line earlier, so but that first aim means decide everything for uh, you know overall winning because if even I win for uh, the other M A two or A three, uh, still the they if tie Blaker they pick up uh, the best time with that time. So the new set tie are always more fast. So I win the A three, but it's uh, time is slower. So we are tie Blaker, but he win because he have faster times. Yeah, that's all the story about the 2012. I'm looking at a young Ronald Volker. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> Was so I have a question because you've been able to race at at touring car when it's at its peak, uh, eight scale when I would say it was really starting to kick over with the like you said with Mayfield and those guys. Uh which one of these classes was more nerve wracking for you? Which one did you enjoy more? Actually, one eight buggy. Okay, and what was the reason for that? Uh because of um, it's more uh, it's more competitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, like more more drivers, more top drivers in one eight buggy, and then uh, long distance race for the final. So anything can happen if you have a speed. But uh, touring cars or all of the electric, it's the comp- competitive. Uh, drivers was not uh, not many as one eight buggy. I think it's more 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 small. It's more less people for uh, you know fighting for the winning. And then even so, at its peak, with Barry yeah. Baker and all them guys in it as well. Yeah, it's uh, you know only a scale buggy. People can say twenty drivers or thirty drivers. It still have chance to win because of the speed level was pretty close, and then. Um, the long distance race, but the touring cars and, and even like electric buggy, it's it's not there. Is many people have a chance to win? It's maybe less than ten guys, and then the qualify also decide everything. Even even the guy, he's fastest guy, but he a little bit too much mistake, and then he if he have to start from fourth or fifth, sixth in a main, I think is. Still, uh, no chance. Almost no chance to uh, to win for uh, for the final for electrical because only they have five five minutes only. Interesting. Uh, where was the where's Jilly's from anyway? I, I missed that. Is he from Holland? Yeah, from- he's home. This this track is his home track. Okay. In okay. Netherlands. Okay. But All he's right. uh, he he his home track. But uh, yeah, I think it's for even for him. This is really hard to win because of. The other Ronald, it's the other guys are much more faster than him. So 
yeah, home the home track, but it's uh, not easy for him. Okay, uh, Zach or Ben, do you have any more questions for Haro on those those races? Uh, probably not about those races, but I mean, the people may not understand your you know origins, I suppose, Haro, and you know they might think that you're more dedicated to on road, but uh, you had quite a a big history in off road, and maybe just yeah, touch on. I guess, you know, the starting of, of your racing um, when you sort of started to become a pro and, and you know, maybe some of the background of, of when you started to first get into RC. So, um, yeah, it's I turned to pro, pro RC drivers year 2000 when I win the Worlds in Yatabe. Um, at that time, I was work for Yokomo just to, as regular employee. And then uh, I just immediately I just quit. Uh, and then the Yokomo boss, you know, Tom, Tom Yokobori, he just, he just asked me why, why you want to quit because you just win the worlds. And I tell him, yeah, I just want to be uh, the pro drivers, which is, it's different than Masami because Masami, he doesn't want to be the pro, pro driver because of not the stable, you know, to get, uh, to, to survive in this industry. So he decided to, uh, stay in the company as employee it's more safer for him but i don't want to be same as him then i just also want to uh race in the in the, in the worldwide so i just looking for the sponsors after the quick after the race after the quick the yokomo um it's actually not easy to to get sponsor with good deal because if i win the worlds but still my name is not super big as masami or Pavidis or Vary Baker. Uh, so it's it's kind of nervous to, or I'm not sure I can get the sponsors or not, but luckily I have uh, uh, the sponsor from HPI, which is, uh, I decide, I have to decide Tamiya, Sp- uh, the contract with Tamiya or uh, HPI that time. Mm. Two choice, because both are the good deal. And then the, Tamiya gave me the deal earlier, then uh, HPI, they give, they offer me this. For me, it's a big deal. And also they focus, they want to uh, race in international, like uh, they have office in the USA and Europe. So they want to meet the traveling every, every, every other countries for uh, the joint, uh, all of the competition race. But uh, HPI, um, hey Ben, we went to uh, the Shinagawa at, uh, two days ago to get to this, the, you know, the D8. Actually, I meet, I, I met, uh, HPI boss name is Tatsuro Watanabe. He, we, we meet in the same hotel. It's not the same building, but it's the other ones, the Prince Hotel, same group. Uh, I went to Tokyo, uh, because of the HPI boss to he visiting, he visiting in, in Japan at times because he normally he live in the US, but he have time, ta- he have, uh, some other business reason to come to, to, to Japan. So, he said he wants to talk to me. It's the face to face to, uh, the sign contract or he just want to explain to me what deal he have. So, uh, it's before I met him, uh, in, in my, in my mind, I always 99, 99% decide to join the Tamiya because the Tamiya have big name, uh, especially in Japan. The Tamiya is huge. So for me, I think, uh, it's more, uh, it's just more better with, uh, work with Tamiya because of big names. 
but as a deal he gave me the HP from HPI was like almost twice, almost double than the Tamiya. So it's no reason to say no because uh, he, they gave me the big deal. But one thing I worry about uh, HPI's uh, the the develop, development level of the winning for for the, any races because HPI is not that time that time HPI is not the you know the best car. They, they don't make any best car at times. They have some the the touring cars. It's the base is really good, but they don't have big team, so no one make make a to make the good setup. Um, so I just think if I just choose HPI, maybe I'm more I get more tough time after that with HPI. But as uh, I ask one of my friends, he's a uh, the professional uh, baseball player in Japan. He also the played RC quite a lot. And you know he's the pro. The pro experience he have is huge because he already long time, like ten years, fifteen, twenty, twenty years. He already play for uh, the professional baseball uh, sports in Japan. So I ask him to uh, what I should do uh, to listen to to, uh, to decide which sponsor I have to take. And then he say, if somebody give you the best deal the biggest deal you have to you have to take because of they want to pay you money more than the others because of it's more it's me more serious and then the car development and then setup things just it's small it's a small problems he say uh, i can make better car i can make uh, the better setup to uh, to win for any races so the deal is like more important for professional uh the people so i just uh i take that advice then i decide to uh uh to sign contract hpi it's feel sorry to tamia at that time because if it's we have really really good meeting and it's, it's i just uh one things to left i just need to sign the contract paper so it's, it's everything's done but uh yeah it's it's kind of feel sorry to tamia at the times but i decided hpi and then funny things, who uh, talk with me in Tamiya with that contract things? It's Mira. It's you know mm. after that he switched to HPI, but it's the Mira. He 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 worked for H, uh, Tamiya a long time, and then that time, so also the year two thousand two thousand one, he worked for still he he still worked for the Tamiya. So uh, and he's a guy to take care of the team, uh, whole Tamiya t- whole Tamiya racing team. So. The mainly I talk with Mira all the time. And then, yeah, we are friends. Uh, so easy to talk to him. But it's also, the other hand, it's hard to say, uh, you know, uh, the council, our con- the contract, mm-hmm. because of, you know, the, I take, take the deal. So, yeah, this is... Uh, and and during that time, Touring Car was obviously sort of one of the peak classes, I suppose. And so was your direction still to just focus on Touring Car? When you were considering that contract, or was it was HB giving you the option to go down like two classes? Um, like you really look at your your career through that period, and and you were really focusing on those two classes and being able to to be at the peak in both. But I'm not sure if Tamiya gave you that option, or was that part of your consideration? Actually, uh, both the, both Tamiya and HPI, the other uh, manufacturers, the same. It's just only touring car at that time. No escape buggy, even HPI. 
It's no ten scale buggy, no uh, nothing. Just a touring car is just on fire at that time. So, um, it's all of the buggy guys have to race on touring car. Also, like Mark Pavidis, he's you know he's pure buggy guy. But mm-hmm. you know, associate have to sell the touring car with the, the name TC3, which is the one of the best car in the market at times. Um, yeah, he he's not on road guy, but also he have to more focus on on road. So. Uh, HPI also only focus on touring cars and Tamiya also only focus on touring cars. But if I stay with Tamiya, I think I don't do challenge for one eight buggy. Uh, then I think it's I don't race in one uh, 2008 worlds if I choose Tamiya. So I think it's my decisions to HPI to sign contract. Also, it's it the end is good for me because I have chance to join eight one, 2008 worlds for the scale buggy. Um, a scale buggy also, um, for, for HPI at the first, the beginning of the day, um, they don't looking for racing competition cars, just uh, only for the make RTR to make some the business for RTR cars. But, uh, you know, the Tatsuro, he's, uh, he also loved to do the rate, any kind of racing. So he asked me to, hey, Harrison, if you can do any, Nitro cars or buggy or whatever. Uh, uh, if I want, uh, any grass, he say, uh, he want to make the, the, the competition level cars. And then I tell him, yeah, 10 scale electric car. I think I can do. I have experience, but it's nitro car. I have no idea. I never tried nitro car before. So he said, if the person, if somebody help you or, you know, the development at making good car for design and everything's, uh, if he prepared the designer or that some people help, I won't try or not. I, then I say to I tell him, yes, I want to try. Then uh, Tatsuro decided to hire the other more people for a racing team. And then the Mira is one of one of them. Uh, uh, Tatsuro asked me to who is the best guy to join, you know, to take to take uh, it to the new guy for the HPI. And I tell him, I think it's only Mira. Mira, I think he knows everything, nitro cars and uh, electric car. He has also experience for one in onload. He's, uh, he's kind of, you know, he, he kind of knows everything. So, um, but he worked for Tamiya and then he just win, uh, first time ever Tamiya win the world championship year 2002 with the Suricon. He win the Turinco Worlds. So, me and Tatsuro talk about Mira, but it's Mira just to win the world. So we, I think, I told maybe Mira doesn't want to uh, switch to the other companies, but it's actually, uh, he himself, he also, he, he, he think about to looking for the new sponsor, the new company for a new job because he kind of getting boring with the Tamiya. He already win the worlds. It's kind of same as uh, when I win 2000, year 2000 with Yokomo. It's after, after get the, you know, the dream, after dream come true and then maybe looking for another new dreams. So for Amira, I think it's the same things. So he come to the US for uh, some meeting with me and Tatsuro together. And Amira say, no, yeah, he, he interesting to, to switch to HPI, but it's, he had, he needed the time to prepare to, you know, quit Tamiya because it's cannot the, the, it cannot quit right now, but if have a three months or four months, tell the Tamiya first and then prepare for, you know, 
the done all the project project he have, and then I think after three months he moved to the HPI. And all this this makes uh you know it's kind of uh, one of the part of story to winning for the 2008 world i think go ahead who is going to go next um i'm we're watching your 2000 worlds oh, yeah. here from the atavia arena that's so uh, old it looks like so old uh <laughs> i know Cold and TV. some legends there pavitas not oh, yeah, masami billy billy yeah, easton yeah. I'm thinking I even saw Drescher there. Was I mistaken or did Drescher, I see Drescher? Yeah, he was there. He was yeah, it's there. like a field of legends there. It was yeah. awesome. I'm like, Billy, there's everyone. So I'm actually, I want to talk about it's connecting to, you know, we, when we get to this, you know, the my the winning card back in my hands. All right, the Pavidis here is just in now screen. 2000 Worlds in Yatabi for the touring car. Uh, now Masami, Pavidis, and then I'm third. And, you know, the, the end, I win with this race. But, uh, you know, the Pavidis was, like, by far the fastest, the guy. I think it's if he starts from TQ, I'm sure he will win. But uh, he Masami got TQ, and he's second, and I'm third. And first two MA, uh, A1, A2, after the start, uh, I... Didn't much huge T-bone crash to him, but I touched him. And then this time, that, that time we used the front one-way driving train. So it's not the stable as when what we use now, the spool different front. If you hit the brake, it's a car that spin out. So it's hard to make, you know, the close battle for the drink at that time. So right after the start, I touched the Mark's car. And then uh, I think, I, I think he think, he lose this that this race because of I touched him at the start and the first two mains. And after this race, uh, it's kind of we have broken the relationship. And I don't talk to him because I thought he's angry, and he also doesn't you know try to talk to me. So I remember two or three years. I think I don't talk with him after this race, but. You know, so after 20 years later, 23 years later, he bring back me to this car. This is what for me is just so amazing. You know, relationship is, you know, we are enemy at times and then we're competitors and enemies, but, you know, back to the best friends and then he helped me a lot. So when I see this, this race, it's kind of the emotional, it's like kind of weird. It's just uh, so mixed, mixed up with the emotions. You know, it's good to see you showing emotion because I did a, a review with Tebow the other day and his 10 scale offered uh, races that he's had. And he was, you could see him, the memories coming back from different videos and he would think about stories that happened and you can see the emotions playing off. And I think that's great because people don't understand that this is passionate and emotional for you guys as well, especially on a stage like this, a world championship. Uh, and I mean, that's why you guys are who you are. You know, you was able to take it to this next level and do these type of things. So awesome. Yep. Uh, I kind of, I wanted to dress back a little bit because I, I JQ is going to tell me off about this because I always ask it, but it's in our notes and our man, Zach made some great notes. I, I want to know how you got started in all of this. Like, what was it that got you into RC in the first place? How did you get involved in it? Oh, the how, how I started RC cars. Yeah, um, it's kind of same as 
as almost everyone, just a, a typical, you know, the, the family help. It's actually my dad uh, lo just loves car, any kind of cars. And uh, my dad uh, never have a RC car before, but uh, mm. his, his brother is more, uh, you know, active doing for the hobby things. So my, his, his brother have some Tamiya wild, the wild wheels, uh, old school cars in his gar the garage. And uh, it's, I ask, I think his, uh, my dad asked his brother, oh, if, if he don't use anymore, maybe can take this ones to the bring back home. And he said, yes. So my dad, some point, someday, he just uh, the coming back home with the RC cars, which is a Tamiya ones. And yeah, also I was just nine nine years old, so just uh, I told just oh this is a new toys, and then we gonna the uh, play somewhere, and we charge the batteries. Uh, then we check it's a phone book, you know we don't have any that time the internet thing, so we just using a typical like uh, you know free phone book. It's where is the like, uh, model shop somewhere. And then uh, we found this the, uh, the RC track. We call someone the hobby shop, and uh, the hobby shop has a track, so which is like not so far from my home. Then we bring the Tamiya car, and that track is kind of it's high level, uh, high competition level the track. So many uh, sponsor drivers coming to to practicing, testing, and some join the club race, and. The our Tamiya car is doesn't work at all. Even like uh, the batteries we charge, but it's already dead. It's slightly move, but it's I think it's only ten meter move and then stop. It's battery done. Mm. So actually, the really first ex our experience for the RC car is almost no drive. We just bring there. We just be there. So my dad. Uh, just uh, give up with the the car from his brother, just throw away, and then because of the other car, it looks all different. It's like a super super dog fighter from Yokomo, uh, Turbo Optima Mit from Kyosho, you know, more racing style car. It's many 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 of the cars driving around at the track. So my dad just bought, um, he just buy uh, the RC magazines, the Japanese magazines, and then check all of the what is the good car now and. Then you know the style was so totally different, so he just uh, to buy uh, most it's expensive car from Kyosho, the Turbo to Amit. Even we don't know how to build. We never drive fancy cars, but he buy like uh, the best one first, and then he he built by himself because I can't do anything. And then uh, next, I think two weeks later, we back to the same track with bring with the new Turbo to Amit uh, with that track, and then. We have zero idea to about you know RC industry or any mm -hmm. any situations. So we arrived there. It's hundred people was there, and you know the long time ago, it's every country is RC. It's more popular, especially in Japan. Like even local race, sometimes like three hundred entry in the local race. So they couldn't finish in the one day. Sometimes they cancel the final because of just the schedule was just broken. And that day, it's just, I think over 100 people was there. And then because we, we, we just thought maybe it's just popular as a cars. And then the guy, uh, he, uh, uh, at the track, 
the truck owner said, oh, you have to write down your name on this paper. Okay, we write down because we just thought this is the registration for practice. And then they put the, the paper, put on the board with like in the group. And we thought, ah, okay, there's so many people here so we can opt to drive at the same time. So uh, we have to drive in the group and uh, fix the times. And I check, uh, we check when we have to drive and then, right, maybe next, next it's our turn. And I line up and then they say, oh, yeah, you have your car put in the hair and then, uh, just the car put in the, in the line. And then they start in countdown, like, uh, all right, five seconds to start. And then they count down and start. And even start, we don't think this is the race day. Actually, it's the race day. We told just a practice. We just going to practice, but we don't know what, what is going on. So actually, my first experience is just on, uh, it's a race day. And then so my dad tell me like, oh, I, I told the dad. I remember I told the dad, uh, so what should I do? It's, I don't know how to drive the car, but looks like we have to start now. And then my dad won otherwise just before the start. Right, Itsushi, the wheels on the radio, if you turn right, it's car go right. That's all his advice. And then I start. <laughs> and then, of course, I couldn't do anything. Just, right, slightly, I think, car move. But it's, I think, nothing can do. Uh, especially at that time, it's so many people. So qualify, it's only two minutes. Mm. Two heat, uh, two round over two minutes. So, and then the after, after qualify, it's not everyone can race in the final because of they have limited number for the final. I think only top, I don't know, A main, B main, C main, I think D main. D main is just the last group on the final. So under the D main, I think everybody, uh, you know, no one, uh, people cannot run the final. So of course I run only two times, uh, two times in two minutes. I don't know how many laps I can do. I do. I think it's maybe only four, three or four laps in this two round. And then so we just waiting until the end of the day. So super long day, I remember. This is my really first experience for Darcy cars. Uh, and then, uh, it's starting to get more, uh, more, more, I don't know, more getting serious to, uh, to can, can drive more better. So. Uh, me and dad go every week, the same track. And luckily, um, there's many Kyosho, uh, Kyosho drivers, Kyosho uh, factory drivers every weekend come to the testing. So we make the friends and they teach me, uh, how to make the cars and then how to drive. So I learned kind of quickly because of, you know, I learned from high level drivers. So I think this is the one of the, my lucky situations where, where I started to my home track, just, uh, you know, just a super high level. So the first year, I already have uh, one small sponsors for the motor and batteries. I got the two free motors, uh, four free batteries in year, but which is already a big help for uh, the our the my uh, the racing. And me and dad think about maybe join the Japan Nationals. We have to pass qualify because so many people at times. So we try to. Uh, to join the qualifier in the first year of my racing life, RC life. And uh, uh, I think I just enough to clear the qualifier. So after I start RC cars, 
first year already I joined the Japan Nationals. Of course, it's the result in Japan National was not great. But the first my Japan Nationals, it's it's still many Americans and Europeans top guys joined Japan National at that time. It's like Cliff Rett, uh, Joe Johnson, and many you know legend drivers was there. And then one guy, uh, 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 he's named the Butch uh, Butch Crow Butch Crover Butch Crover, I think. Butch he's Crover. American. Yeah. Which Grover, yeah, I think he's uh, one of the uh, uh, super famous driver from US, and uh, he's not the great that time in Japan National, but I think he was same main as my uh, four wheel drive cars, I think E main or F main, something like that. And then I I just uh, fight with him in the main, and uh, and actually I win that time in the EOF main, and then the, the butch just came to me and then see, uh, you know, so much. You know, the, the graduate to me and, and it's congrats to me. And, and uh, I was just so, so happy for, uh, you know, can race with international people. And then, and then it's kind of the time to switch to, uh, to my mind to get the racing the world championships. You know, Masami is like a, the best example. He's, you know, the top of the world. He's Japanese. I can race with him many times. So, uh, yeah, already first year, I already, uh, into RC racing uh, industry so much. What That's year do you think that day. was? Sarah? What that year do you think that was? I remember racing, um, like in the '88 uh, Australian Nationals, which was the warm up for the '89 Worlds um, with Butch. So, what what year do you think that was? With the the JMRCA Nationals there. Ninety ninety. Oh, okay. 90, so it was after the Worlds. Got it. Oh, the yeah. Butch is Australian or Americans? He's he's American. No, Butch, is, Butch is American, but we American, yeah. I was exposed to him and, and he was really fast. Um, you know, he came out for the uh for the 89 worlds in Australia yeah. and, I, yeah. and I think he was out for the world's warm-up potentially as well. I know Masami was and um and that was a that was a crazy race in 88 because we had rain and um you know all of the cars, even Masami with his amazing batteries were just like limping over the line really slowly as they were as they were dumping that year. Yeah, the crazy crazy time with the the equipment advantages so much that time batteries, ESC yeah. motors and the times. I mean, even if you watch you know the video that Keenan just had, and and for those that are only on on audio, I think for me that's one of the the most amazing things to see is. You look at touring car, and it was super competitive, even you know way back when in the beginning of it. But the advancements in the speed in touring car is just so dramatic. Whereas if you compare, you know the the terminal speed of an eight scale car, um, you know is uh, is very very similar. Of course, the grip in an eight scale car is significantly better with the tires that you know were developed through the two thousands, but. Um, you can visually see the difference, you know, in a speed of a, a 2000 touring car through to, you know, the, uh, the post brushed era in brushless where the, the speeds are just phenomenal. Now, I think that's probably, you know, a, a huge transformation in touring car that, that doesn't really exist elsewhere. I think it's the 2000, the world speed, I think same as now, I don't know, 17.5 Brinky. Yeah, or uh, I don't know, twenty twenty one point five Ruby Boost, <laughs> maybe. 
Yeah. Hey, Mark looks really ha- mad at you right here, too. Or mad, period. He looks very upset. Yeah, he looks like upset already. <laughs> Mark is like super pissed in this, uh, in this still right now. He's yes. not happy at all. <laughs> Jason Rona looking all young. Um, yeah, and that, shirts. <laughs> and that's Mike there. I, I'm pretty sure that's Mike. The photo's a little fuzzy here, but it looks like it's – is that Mike Reedy there as well? Yep, that's yeah. him. That's Mike, Mike Reedy. There. Right? Yeah, yeah. he's there. Awesome, awesome. So was Masami one of the guys you looked up to as a young Japanese uh, racer? Yeah, it's, uh, I think for everyone at mm-hmm. that time. Like uh, 90s till uh, 2000, I think in those 10 years, for sure, it's Masami dominate. It's everything. And Did- yeah, I think it's 80, 80, 86 till 2000s. I think it's Masami's like the best time. Was he influential in your career at all? Did he notice you from a young age? Uh, and was he, did he kind of mentor you a little bit or was, did he see you as competition? He's just, um, uh, actually I can say he's my, uh, target, not, uh, got you and not the teacher because, got you. um, because I always like to against with him, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's right. I think it's many people in Japan. Masami is Jedi. I'm a dark side. I like that. I was going to yeah. use a Star Wars yeah. uh, analogy with this, and I love that you did that. It's actually, yes. It's it also it, it, it's in, in the world. Uh, it's kind of, you know, people have image about associate Lady is Jedi, mm-hmm. and Lucy Trinity is like a dark side. There we go. I right? love it. Yeah. You, it's you like, like Star Wars? Like this. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I like Star Wars. Uh, especially okay. you know Jedi and the dark side things. It's uh, we always can use this example for the other things. So, but uh, actually you know it's Jedi also. All right, front of you maybe the Jedi, but inside sometimes in a difference. You know, it's like a Darth Vader. He's it's uh, used to Jedi, and then yes. he turned to the, the the dark side. So, you know what? We could have a whole other conversation about Star Wars. Trust me, we could. Because I love it. Um, when did you? I, I, you said you worked for Yokomo, correct? Yeah. So how did that happen? Right. Um, I started with Kyosho. Okay. Like I said, my first story with the you know started with Tabo Futuma Meet, and then got some small sponsor from Motor and Batteries, and after that, I have also sponsor from Kyosho when mm. I was young age, and I stayed with Kyosho five years. First five years, I drive for the Kyosho. And uh, my last world for the Kyosho, it's uh, 95 worlds in Yatabi, which is Pabidi's four-wheel drive win, Matt Francis win the two-wheel drive. Um, and that year's, it's the Kyosho kind of give up for, uh, you know, the challenge for the world championships because of the team getting shrink and shrink, small and mm-hmm. small. Uh, the racing, the business was not, the, it's really great for the Kyosho that times. So they start. Uh, they they uh, they decide to kind of stop development for uh, racing cars. So it's kind of I have no choice to move. If I'm looking for the world championships for the winning, it's I have no choice to move the team. So I ask uh, the guy, uh, you know, the team managers in in the Kyosho. Uh, he uh, he pushed me to go to Yokomo because of. It's Yokomo is like only the way to, to get the world. It's more close to get the world champion, uh, more get the chance to, from uh, for the world champion. So 
And Yokomo offered me many, many times, including uh, Mike Reedy. Mike Reedy asked me to many, many times, oh, you have to run the, my, my motors for, you know, you have a talent and I take care of your motors. Um, so one of the my dream to you know, Mike Reedy is directly you know, the, the support to me because he's the, everybody think he's like, uh, you know, he's a motor, motor god and mm-hmm. everybody expects him. Of course, I also, it's, it's respect him so much. So, but if I stay with Kyosho, it's kind of no chance to get sponsor only for the Lidi because Yokomo distribute associated Lidi in Japan. So if I want to use Lidi with good support, of course, I have to also switch the car. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons why I switched to Yokomo, um, it's more than like a 70, 80% because of Lidi, because I want to use Lidi. Mm-hmm. It's directly uh, you know, support from, from uh, Mike Reedy. Um, so uh, I decide to uh, the Yokomo, but it's the one thing it's uh, worry about after I switch Yokomo, maybe they can control me to uh, mm. win or not. Because, mm. Team orders. Yeah, it's, they can control, you know, because Masami mm-hmm. is like top driver for sure. Mm-hmm. But if I if I joined, of course, it's not going to number one driver, like a number two driver, like a Formula One, you know, it's the best guy was there. It's a second driver It's you know, sometimes team can control to, you know, to win the team, whole team. So it's one thing, this worry about this thing before I joined the Yokomo, but it's a Kyosho team manager. It's try to negotiate or make the, make promise to a Yokomo boss you know, the Tom, Tommy Okobori is they meeting so long. And then the, the Kyosho manager get the promise from uh, the Tom for, uh, don't control the, the horror. If, if, if I chose, if I change to Yokomo, he said, please don't control, uh, control the horror because he can fight with Masami. And this is maybe good for industry in Japan because people want to see the Masami against some of the new guys. Mm-hmm. If always a Masami win, I think it's the racing industry never grow up. And if always young guy fast, but it's try to control, don't doesn't make the young guy win. I think it's really bad for industry. So, and then that times only the team, team, the Kyosho team managers only Hara can it's makes uh, against with the Masami. Only that he have the skill to beat Masami. So right, same team, right. If Hara win, Masami win, anyway, it's Yokomo win. So please let Hara race for kind of, you know, free, not uh, by the control. So this is, uh, it's kind of, I can do, uh, you know, whatever I want, uh, racing the Yokomo team because of the team, Kyosho manager, tell the Tom, Yokomo boss, don't control me. So, but it's, <laughs> I remember the first race with the Yokomo with his first nationals. It's 112. I never drive 112 before, but the Yokomo have every car, every category to sell in the market, like uh, associated 112, 10 scale, uh, on road and touring car and uh, 10 scale buggy. And I just want to race more race with the Masami, whatever class, because the Masami race every class in the electric car. So I just try to race. Every, every other category. This is me. This is my, the, the first time to start to not only focus on the one class, like a touring, even the touring car that time just started. So 10 scale buggy is popular before 
Then uh, Touring Car came, and 112, it's just uh, not never get super popular, but it's always stable. It's always the same people playing that 112 car. And Masami loved 12 car, 112 car. So uh, I my first race, 112 Japan Nationals, right after that, I switched to Yokomo, maybe two or three months later. And right, it's there is no control, no team control at all. They don't have any team meeting. Uh, mm. They don't say anything. So I kind of misunderstand because I feel like still I'm, you know, enemy of the Masami because I was mm-hmm. Kyosho and then I just tried against with him all the time. So I don't change my mind and then just switch a team. And But I do on the track the same thing. And, you know, long time ago, it's every race, uh, the judge for penalty was so soft, you know, not uh, serious about like like now. You don't need stop when you crash with somebody, right? It's you don't need to stop right away. Now, yeah, you have to you have to just stop sometimes when you crash with somebody. But that time, especially in the local Japan nationals things, it's you know never get a penalty. So, right, Masami is fast. He got TQ. I get this quarter for seconds, and I told before the fi- before start final, only I can chance to win. If I break his car, so I make the plan where I crash to him after start. Of course, it's an easy, easy, easy spot is a hairpin, 180 hairpins, right? He throw down and he starting turn. I didn't hit any brake. He just keep full throttle. It's 100% pure T-bone crash to him. But of course, it's the we both kind of frying. Uh, at the track, so we we both got explosions, and luckily I don't break. He's he don't break. Right, Marshall help back on the track, and Masami is just uh, by far dead last because I crushed him so hard, and I was luckily uh, I don't I don't cross the line, cross the lane. So Marshall help right away, and I back to third, and then so I leading race, but it's I pushed too much. Then uh, my batteries uh, just dumped to the end and then Masami passed me easy and then he, uh, he he win the first Emmy. Even when I crashed him T-ball, you know, he just fly away. And he must have not been too happy about that. That yeah, was a pure he, dark side move, by the way. I give yeah. you two thumbs up for that one. It's many people <laughs> think I'm just, uh, right, in, in the world, maybe I, I'm not a crazy guy, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I was, I was really crazy when I was young age, just uh, out of control. And then so, to the first MA, I really, piss off you know it's just i so angry because i do t-bone crash but i still lose so, <laughs> so i thought maybe t not t-bone enough not t-bone <laughs> enough. yeah so second ma exactly same spot exactly same timing i do more power to t-bone him 200 <laughs> percent t-bone him oh my gosh masami yeah. must have been so happy with you yeah and then uh, I think even more hard crash, and also the Bosca fry again, and then it's the same same result, right? Masami's dead last, but he catch up, and you know he's he have more experience, so at the end I lose. So first two MA he already win, so overall he already winner, so I have no chance to win anymore. But A three, right? I have to run because I need the the to get the second place. Overall, so uh, just before uh, A3, and 
that time, Masami still race, right? It's anybody can still race, even you win the first two MA. Mm. Uh, it's people can decide race or not. And that time, it's a Masami race. And uh, I remember uh, before the A3, uh, Yokomo boss, uh, Tom and Masami, me and the other one, other guy, uh, that the boss said, oh, we have to meet him before the A A3 final. And then he uh he grabs some small uh, small uh, small stones and then he writes write something on in the ground and then I just thought what he what he writing for this and yeah this is the hairpin with which I T bone Masami the same corner he just uh, you know he's just writing for uh the corner of the hairpins mm -hmm. and then he grabbed another two two stones and they put there Right, this is Masamika, this is Yoka. Right, Masamika this way, and Yuka like this T-bone. Why you do this? <laughs> T same team, two time in straight, same corner. Why you do this? And then I say, I tell him just straight, oh, because I want to win. I want to break his car. <laughs> he break, I win. <laughs> then, then, then Tom is just, right, of course he, he's angry. He's just so angry, but right not going to crazy angry he just try to explain why this is bad for everything right people look at the, the you know people everybody look at the race and everybody wants to see the nice nice race and tell he he tell me like all right you make the plan to t-bone on purpose the break masami's car mean if if you race normally no t-bone crash don't break masami's car you you think it's you already lose on the, before the race so you think it's Masami's better. So this is already you lose the race. You cannot win. So you have to, you know, you have to change. I have to change the, the my mind mm -hmm. if I want to beat Masami. So a small, like a short time, I think, mm, maybe he's right. Maybe I, I scared. Maybe I thought Masami is just better than me. So if I really want to win the race, yeah, I have to stop this thinking. And I just to fight you know, a more fair fight and then just beat Masami in a fair way. And uh, A3, right, I promised myself, don't, no no more make T-bone, no more T-bone, no more dark side, right, race just normal. And, but it's the Masami turn on another, something like a dark side of my switch before the start. He just tell me just before the start, hey, Hara, um, right, I already win for this race. I don't need to run A3. But, uh, right. I want to show my speed on the front of people. Everyone's in the front of people, how fast I am. So I go full pump, full pump, full punch. Um, I don't care about anything. Just I go full. So I think it's the, you don't, I think if you, I, I advise to you, don't follow me because I am so fast. I'm going super fast. If you follow me, I'm sure you got to dump on the batteries and you cannot follow my speed anyway because I'm so fast and new. So I think he's, he also really angry. Even he win overall, but he, I think that T-bone crash make him super angry. So I think he tried to, you know, tell him, tell me something like, you know, how he angry is. So, uh, uh, but it's for, for me also, that's kind of like, uh, getting more excited about what he's saying. Right. He think I cannot follow him because he's too fast. Right. I think I can follow him. So I changed him. I, I changed my mind. But if I push too much, of course, that battery is going to dump before the eight minutes. So 
I we go uh, the good start, just normal stuff, and then to pull the me and Masami just to pull the the, the car behind is so quick. After like uh, three minutes later, I think it's already we lapped down every every cars. Uh, you know the ace, uh, tw- 112 car is like eight minutes race. So I don't think I don't much thinking about the you know management for the batteries, just the following Masami. Uh, right, battery dump the end, whatever. All right, Masami think I cannot follow him, so I just tried to follow him. And actually, the time, the lap time was the best ever, including the qualify, faster than Masami's qualified lap times. So me and Masami just it's kind of crazy fight. We still have the video on YouTube. I I I can send you a link, and you can see it someday. Um, yeah, we 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 took our two cars are so fast, and then uh. uh after five minutes, then uh, Masami got a little bit over overdrive, uh, pushed too hard, and then he hit some of the corner, small touched. But you know, 112 car, small touch sometimes can go fry. So he touched small things, but it's uh, his car, I think it's a big kind of big crash. And then uh, his, uh, his motor got moved. So uh, his car just uh, cannot run anymore. So he just, uh, you know, DNF, it's A3, because he pushed too hard. And then he don't, uh, he, he, uh, he not uh, expect to, I can follow him because left time so fast. And then, right, after Masami's car broke, motor moved and cannot move anymore. And I think it's one minute, 30 seconds more to the end. And my battery is already starting the, the drop down. And I thought maybe I cannot uh, finish the race, but I just, you know, Drive so safe and then lap time I make so slow, but it's still I have a two lap lead from behind, so mm-hmm. it's enough to you know just I need to finish finish the cross line and still win for the A three. So after the race and Tom, you know, come boss, he he came to me right. This is what I told you. you you make fair race and the drive is Masami. You have a, you show the speed, right? Masami break, uh, but it's you know still Yokomo win and. And Thomas, he, he's really happy for the, that result to the end. So it's kind of, to, um, it's kind of like, uh, that is uh, my last moment to pure dark side. It's turned to more Jedi with that times. So you do, you, you could, a gray Jedi, a gray Jedi, dark and, and light <laughs> at the same time. Um, awesome. So let's, let's keep it controversial. Uh, you have a, you have a spat her. Of 2003 to 2006, where you was doing some raw nationals. Oh, right, right. Right? And you won everyone. So you won 2003, you won 10 scale fuel in, uh, in California. Then in 2004, you won uh, nitro again in Ohio, then modified in Florida. <clears throat> and then again, 2005, modified. At 2006, again, once again, you, mod- you won modified in touring. So I, I, I know you lived in America at, at some point. This wasn't when you was living there, right? And do you think that this is why Raw eventually blocked international drivers from participating in Raw events? Yes, for sure. Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> right. So after the Yokomo arrived, I switched to HPI. And then I really want to move to U.S. because of, you know, Americans, the RC, uh, RC competition racing level was so high, on-road and off-road. So in HPI, it's head office also in the U.S. So I really wish to move to U.S. 
to more doing for the international. Um, so the first, uh, our target after I switched to HPI, they want raw national titles. And uh, the, 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 the lower nationals, they have to, they have a membership, you know, the conditions. It's not everyone can easy join, right? At least you have to live in the US. Mm-hmm. And they just say six months have to live in the US, but they don't say anything about term, how long, you know, in the one years, six months, or in two years, six months, mm-hmm. or, you know, what the term. So, Anyway, I have uh, I have uh, apartment, uh, I have visa, um, I have social security number in the U.S. I have a driver license, so it's enough to to get the membership for Roar. So I signed up. I sent to my document, and they sent me a membership card. I have member numbers, everything. So uh, right, um, first first uh, race in Roar, two thousand three. Nitro Touring Car Nationals in the Revelations. The Revelation track is used to on-road track. Now it's off-road, but it's uh, that time they're on-road track. And then the first year uh, for Raw National for me, it's where I signed up. I saw the, my name on the list uh, day before the race. Uh, they already posted in the qualified group. I saw my names. Uh, right. So I prepare for everything. And then the next day, the qualified day, uh in the morning uh i have to check my frequent frequency it's not the 2.4 giga at that times so make sure i need to check the my frequency for the, my crystal but it's i couldn't find my names on the list when i qualify and i double check triple check uh many times i checked but i couldn't mind i couldn't find my names so uh i asked the guy at that time i also did doesn't much speak good english so I just point, oh, my, not my name, not all my names. And then the guy say, oh, Hara, maybe come here. And then I need to talk to you. And then the guy, he's uh, the, the club club owner say, right, uh, the last night, you know, the lore, uh, the guy, he uh, he called me and then, right, uh, you are not Americans. Uh, you are, right, it's not uh, not supposed to race in the, in the Royal Nationals, right? It's I cannot say anything because if I English skill poor, uh, I couldn't find the reason why it's, I I just uh, cannot do anything. So I just called the HPR office and then all right, the people say something like uh, I cannot wait. So maybe I need going back to the office and then maybe uh, we can figure out why and then we have to aim for the next time and then HPR office tried to call the roar and then stay. Still didn't change uh, these decisions, uh, right? Hara cannot race for world nationals, right? So we cannot do anything. So I already had to make my pit on the table, but it's all, you know, packed up and then all the box in the cars and then almost leaving the track. I just say bye to my friends on the track, but it's just before I leave the track and then the truck owner just running to my car and then and then he stopped me. Hey, Hara, just, just don't go back home. Now you can race. And I tell him, yeah, why? Why why now can race? Because if Roa say no, uh, they don't change in their mind. And then he said, all right, I can explain to later. So just race first. 
And then the, after the control practice, and then uh, we ask him why law changed the mind. Uh, because of uh, all of the local guys, which is I practiced there a couple times at the track, and then all of the local guys, um, it's just uh, they uh, they cheering me uh, because my lap time is super fast in the, uh, in the practice day. And then they won't watch, they want to see uh, the fight against with American top drivers. And then uh, all of the uh, the local guys at the Revelation track, many, many guys try to uh, protest to uh, their decisions. If Hara no race, we don't race too. Something like they say that. So they cannot lose so many people that race. So I think they decide to, uh, you know, to back on my names. So make everybody happy. So I think this is, I don't remember, or I, or I don't know 100% this is a true story or not, because I hear from the, the other guy. So, But I, I remember that the guy said, he told me like this story. So, you know, it, my motivation is even more higher because of, right, I come here for against with American drivers, top American drivers, but right, even more I want, you know, the, against with them, fight with them, and then, then win for this race. And actually, I win that race, my first World Nationals. In the final, I win. And I remember against with the associate guys, like uh, T Nitro T63, it's super fast also. Uh, Brackstock, Mike Brackstock, uh, Buddy Baker, I think it's Pavidis also there. And Billy Easton's and all of the guys there. And I win. So this is, it's kind of uh, uh to change lower, uh, the lower rules. Uh, that time they cannot change to right non-Americans or not American ladies drivers cannot join before, but they allowed one time with this that, that race. So after that they cannot, you know, they cannot uh, they kick me out anymore. So after three years, uh, I raced six times Road National in Onlon side. 112 uh, touring car, uh, 110 touring car electric, 110 nitro touring cars, sixth race in three years, I win everything. So after win sixth race, three years, after that, uh, they change the rules. Um, uh, I don't know they still use that the rules or not, but that time I remember uh, who people, uh, non-American drivers uh, have to have the green card to uh, join Royal Nationals, which is I cannot get the green card because the green card conditions is like really difficult to get. Mm -hmm. And plus um, the my visa to extend the visa every two years, every three years, it's getting more harder and harder because of 9-11, uh, uh, you know, the, ter uh, the terrorist things, it's 9-11 things. This makes more difficult for uh, international people to get uh, the visa. So uh, my last visa year 2007, it's just my last visa. Uh, and we we tried to continue, but this uh, sounds like too difficult. So I decided to not continue to live in the US anymore because also I win the World National six times. So maybe enough. And then they kicked me out anyway. So I decided to move to back to Japan or some other countries and then i decided to move to thailand because of 
the Thailand RC uh, community and uh, and uh, market is grow up every time. So I decided to move to to uh, to Thailand with that time. Probably cheaper in Thailand too. <clears throat> super, super, super much. Oh, much one, one, one thing for sure, I have to, I have to really thank to thank to uh, US America because um, all of the hard situations. It makes me uh, my English better, speaking is mm. more better. Because it, at the beginning of the day, I just try to learn by myself the English, the normal way. It's just a normal way. But I learn English in the U.S. because I want to fight with American drivers because they only speak English, and then they always, you know, it's many bad word and f word, and then say all the things. You know, they they yelling me, but I cannot, you know, the fight back yeah. to them. You know what? You really are the Asian JQ. Besides the fact that you actually win, because you like beer, you like to fight, and he got banned from racing. He he got the cops called on him in Spain because they didn't want him to run on nationals there. All the drivers wanted him to run, but they actually had to get, the cops were called to escort him off the premises because the the federation wouldn't join. Asian JQ. Really I wonder who would, pilot. except that you win. He doesn't win <laughs> at all. Um, interesting, interesting stuff. All right, uh, I, I uh, we have the 2000. We're going to go into the 2012 Argentinian Worlds real quick. Then we're going to wrap it up with your, you know, kind of what you've been doing lately and your thoughts on on RC as it is. Did you guys have any questions before we move on to to that? Okay, so Argentina pole position for the A main and second in the the final. Man, that was impressive. Last yeah. hurrah for HB, that, I think it was. That was Tessman. That was Tessman. TQ and second is Tessman. I got the no, third, sorry. Third, third star yeah. and third finish, I think. Yes. But didn't Boots T no beat Boots, Boots TQ, TQ qualify, yeah, but TQ. didn't make it. Yeah. Right. Many yeah. Many drama with that race. Uh Argentina, the countries also, you know, it's uh uh, I can say for the RC race, it's kind of difficult to be I there. heard that. I heard that. I heard it's, that from many people. Right. Start from customs. <laughs> we stuck mm -hmm. in customs. Everyone in same times. <laughs> but uh, I remember this the problem only for the warm-up race. Uh, the worlds is not uh, the problem for the customs because I think if somebody work out for, you know, who people join the RC car worlds and they get through the, from the customs. Yeah, so... A little bit scared to go there, like uh, safety reasons, but but at the end, yeah, it's a the track was right, unique style, uh, loose, the bumpy, uh, huge, big, long, and then, but uh, yeah, it's that race. Even more people think I have even no chance to get the grand final because mm. I'm getting old, and another new guys came like Tessman getting more fast, uh, you know, many young guy like Lonafold was there. Um, yeah, I was just old school. Actually, uh, 2008 Worlds in the final, I was oldest guy already. Really? Yeah, everyone's younger than me. Wow. I looks young, but it's not uh, not young. But, but you, you ended up pulling off a third. Uh, you had a very busy onward schedule. Did that kind of hamper your performance going into this, you think? Yeah, that year well? is so difficult. Yeah, so, uh, that years are so busy. Uh, I ha I have to the race at the worlds. Uh, Argentina one eight buggy and uh, ten scale touring cars in Netherlands. 
uh, Tenskale, Nitro Trinka in Thailand. So three worlds in the same years. Uh, I think its first one is uh, Netherlands, Netherlands uh, Turinco, uh, Electric Turinco World. And then the second one, I think, uh, Argentina, I think. Then third one is a uh, 110 Nitro Turinco in Thailand, I think. I remember. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Netherlands second, Netherlands is second. And then the Argentina, of course, it's even includes myself. It's, yeah, it's not my time to win the worlds. It's not a, it's kind of off pace too much from uh, the fastest guy in that time, especially Elliot Booth was, it's so crazy fast in the qualifier. So everybody think he's win, or maybe he's the biggest, uh, you know, the, his fastest guy he in that out. day. And then uh, the other, uh, London Falk also fast and uh, Robert also fast and everybody fast, Desmond also fast. So, but uh, uh, some reason I just uh, drive consistently in the qualify and directly into the semi. For mm-hmm. me, it's kind of already happy for directly mm-hmm. into the semi. Still, I have chance to get the final, the grand final. So me and Mira just, uh, it's kind of relaxed. Of course, we, if we have chance to win, in the final, of course, we try to prepare for engine tuning and migrations, try to the best as possible. But right, maybe the speed was not the uh, great as 2010 or 2008 world. So, uh, but we try to something for the final. Uh, so the final day, uh, Mira, day before, uh, the night before the final day, it's just he just think, uh, what change to uh, to make more car faster so that time we make a uh, hot bodies da12 prototype which is like a you know 100 new car it's everything's like a new designs compared to the first d8 uh, so this time is the that time is switched to designer josh alton to uh torrance mm. you know Torrance, right yeah he still mm. work for the hb um the torrance the first time designed for da12 and then, which is like, uh, you know, completely new car. And so we have, we make a ton of the prototype parts, like option parts. And it's kind of too many options, like many, many different lengths of shock towers, uh, chassis, chassis lengths and, uh, the kick up, uh, different, uh, suspension broken and everything. It's just no time to test everything. But, uh, the track is really rough. Uh, it's getting more worse and worse. It's, it's hard to drive. It just drive around because so many, uh, the bumps over there and holes. So Mira, uh, put everything like, uh, which is, we don't, we never tested the parts on the car for semifinal practice because we have a practice for semifinal. Uh, and then if car doesn't work, maybe we switch back to the same car as a qualified car. So Mira kind of make the magic again. He put the longer chassis, like a four or five millimeter longer chassis, and then maximum lay down shock tower things and long. And put the Mugen springs, which is we never tried before because of the shock springs are too long for standard shock tower. So Mira choose lay down and longer, higher shock tower, which is we have the prototype. And then he put on there. He think it's just the lay down is more easier to, uh, to through the bumps. So. When I tested, uh, the semi-final, uh, practice and suddenly, suddenly like my lap time was just, uh, the same, same lap time as the other top drivers. So 
we we decided to use that car for the semi-final and hence the semi-final uh i would start like seventh i think i think seven or eighth start for the semi-final but uh i almost win for uh, the semi-final the last lap i crashed four times in the last lap and then the robert Battelle, he uh he he passed me in the last uh, few laps and then he finished the first in the semi but i finished second but uh, my speed was better than anybody else in, in the semi so i feel like still still have a chance <clears throat> to win for the world uh in the in the grand final and uh yeah grand final i think it's i focus on kind of too much right uh safety drive or uh, doesn't make so much mistake so i i miss a little bit of speed on the grand, grand final and then the lower just is this far away after like uh, 20 minutes later so it's kind of right maybe this time i'm not uh, going to push too hard to uh win for the world i just stay with maybe podium is maybe it's good so i stay is second third fight with testman then uh the end i think i fight with the mayfield uh for fighting for the third and fourth and david he joined for that fight and yeah and then so it's really close but uh yeah i finished uh, the third but this is i think it's a, this is the last moment of my uh you know the competitive uh time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. till the 2012 so uh, i think this is the last year of my uh, you know competitive level still you know how old were you then like 30 ish 30 32 32 okay yeah but you had a you had a very long career if we're talking about yeah, I've exactly. spent many, many years from a young age. Yeah. Um, now I'm already 44. Yeah. <laughs> you're about 40. the same age. I'm I'm a year, I'm just about a year older than you. I'm the um, same age as a Drake, Adam Drake. You're the same. Yeah. You're you're you're, you're a year younger than me. So <laughs> I need to shave. Um but a third place finish for you, I think three that's three podiums and three right. worlds back to back. Obviously, we have a win. Uh Pretty impressive feat. This is probably, in my opinion, the the hardest one of the hardest races to win. I mean, we've only seen two two time winners, and obviously we had our first back to back with Davide. <clears throat> what well, I guess so now we move into that part of your career. You're 32 years old. I think you left HB around her this time, and maybe went to S Works if I think correctly. Yes, if I remember I, correctly. That, yeah, I moved to S Works, but as this the 2012 world still. Uh, I don't, I'm even don't thinking about leave H A the Hopolis. It's some different situation after year after. Um, some like uh, you know marketing situation was not the the great at time. It's hard to get the parts. It's HP you know the um, the warehouse control system was not the great at time. So it's the people got the car but never get the parts. It's always run out. Uh, always sold out from hobby shops and. I got so many complaints. So uh, car is good. People likes the car, but it's cannot get the car. It includes me. I couldn't get any parts mm. enough for uh, joining any races. So uh, yeah, we uh, anyway. My contract is uh, finished end of uh, 2012, and then mm-hmm. 2013 I have to the actually I signed new contract in four years at times. But uh, you know I uh, I just kind of cancel for. Well, that's mm-hmm. a new new contract because of uh, some of some of the reason. Now, was this had they switched hands to Nightheart and and all of that by this time? 
No, no, it's uh, more more later on. That okay, okay, okay. Later. I think 2016. Right. Like, after that, I rejoined with them. Uh, 2019. Yes. Uh, no, two, uh, 2020. Yes, you yeah. did the RCGP runs as well. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I read I that one time. Uh, yeah. So uh, after 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 left H, uh, H, uh, HPI Hot Bodies and mm -hmm. I found S Works, they looking for a driver. So uh, I I talked with them and I stayed with two years, and we joined. I joined to uh, the Worlds in Italy, 2014, with S Works. Was well, okay. It's a good experience. It's new team, like uh, you know, the car under development are uh, still not the best, but uh, it's it's also I learned from I learned more the how to development the good car. The end in S works now is really good, but yeah, uh, the they DS works we're talking about nowadays. It's uh, it was a different time. A main had it. That's when A main was doing the big push with it, I believe. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, exactly yeah. That time A <laughs> main pushed so hard. Um, yeah, 2013, I start with relationship with A main hobby because they are uh, mm -hmm. really happy uh, to work with me. After the 2012 Argentina Worlds, I talked with uh, Marty Corn and Chad Bradley. Yeah, they are my old friends, and then they were Corn. Marty Corn, yeah, it's crazy Marty Corn, yeah. Yes, that's what exactly what I was thinking <laughs> when he said his name. Also, he's my same age. You know, we are same generation, so yes, he, he looks old, but the same as my age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that started a period of your life. I would, I think, you was kind of um, after Swax, you kind of bounced around a bit. Wait, you went back to HB. I think didn't didn't you Something go like to automatic translation things? Voice the voice translations. I want delete these things. Oh, okay. He's having uh, technical issues. Uh, didn't you go Mugen for a little while as as well? I think I recall. Okay, okay, now okay. Yeah, okay. if if something this time on, I couldn't I couldn't hear from you. It's oh, okay. Something off. So I okay. apologize. Right. No, 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 it's okay. No, I have to apologize so, you because my my computer is saying some like translation. So this this started a period of time where you kind of bounced around to different manufacturers. Yeah, I think you went to Mugen for a little while as well. If I'm or you ran a Mugen car for a little it's, while. It's just uh, not the signed contract. Just a mm -hmm. you know one lace contract. Just a yeah, even a Gama for a while. I remember you did a so you did RCGP with a Gama in yeah, Philippines. Yeah. Then you did HB in in Europe. So you kind of bounced around. Was that a difficult period of time for you trying to find well, uh, work in RC? I just trying to challenge to mm -hmm. uh, try to doesn't get any uh, main sponsors because mm -hmm. I have enough sponsor from MA Hobbies and the other uh, you know all of the equi equi equipment. I still have a sponsors OS and Futaba and then if for me it's I did, just didn't have car manufacturer sponsors, but still I can survive with that times so uh, uh i decided to make more fun of the people fun for the people switch every time the different car yeah of course it's for racing it's just it's terrible it's bad it's it, i cannot get any experience of the car always new never find the best setup because of no times so uh but it's also on the other hand it's really fun to do to try the, the other car, like like after the change to from a, I just after after the uh, stop sign contract with HPI, and then I go into Cinetic race 2013 Surabaya. I 
I just got the car from uh, I mean, Hobby Kyosho MP9. MP9, you know, still the it's good car, TK3. A TK4 that time, I don't remember. But yeah, Kyosho car was really good that time. And then it's the first time ever I run a Kyosho car for one in buggy. Uh, then, uh, yeah, I win that race. Uh, race with uh, Tebow uh, and the robot. The Kyle, the Kyle McBride. He's like uh, the biggest competitor at the time. So he, we, we fight for the winning at the times. And uh, yeah, the Kyosho car is it's really good experience. And after that, I switched to the S-Works. Oh, no, before the S-Works, I have uh, run JQ one time, you know? Oh, yes. That probably didn't last too long. JQ Cup <laughs> in Asia. Yes. I yeah, think that's I before him, my time, maybe before my time at JQ. Yeah, I, I tell him, he tell me many, many times, all right, Hara, you are now free. You don't looking for the sponsors, so I won't race with you one time. And I tell him, all right, I race with you once a life. <laughs> once a life, needed. I can race with you, yeah. That's, but that's right. what most people can stay on with JQ. Because I like him. I mean, I, yeah, uh, you, you're, he's a good guy. You, you are very similar to him. Very similar to him. Besides, yeah. besides that, you actually, like I said, you actually win. Um, <laughs> and you are world champion multiple <laughs> times. So now you're with uh, Infinity. You seem to have found a home there. Are you happy with what you're doing now? What are you? What is? What is your job description at Infinity? What do you, I see you rate uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff like driving um, uh, non-racing cars and all that type of stuff. What are you? What are you? What is your job now? So I do just for a normal job in the company, mm-hmm. like a normal back to normal employee, like uh, what I used to work with Yokomo. Because um, before Infinity, I joined to HB Racing mm-hmm. with, with the Nightheart. It's, you know, then uh, COVID-19, it's killed all of the, you know, racing market and then cannot traveling anymore, even like uh, no racing local. So mm-hmm. no more, it, it couldn't make any job. It, I couldn't mm-hmm. get any find mm-hmm. the, the job for from racing industry. So, um, right, it's it's also no reason to, uh, not not no reason, just to, hard to find a reason to join with HB at that time because mm-hmm. HB sell racing cars, but no racing in, in anywhere in that time. So, I I talk, uh, we talked to uh, what we're gonna do for. Uh, the next season and right so this the contract when you finished i think it's hard to keep to good relationship or a good business with the both of us so um we uh decided not continue for uh, our contract then and still that time i don't have any other choice to how i get the business in this industry so right mira uh i know him long time and he he's the boss of the infinity uh so I, I spoke with him and yeah, he also looking for some like, uh, doing the video things in the companies and right. Company also have not much people inside. So anything's, you know, I can help in, in, in their office. So they are more than welcome to, to work with them. So, right. Um, uh, I do it's all of the things like, uh, many small, small things in office in normal day. Um, then uh, I, I work in the home two days per week and doing the video things. And the other three days is the going to office and then just help for whatever they want in in an office. And the racing things, um, right, I'm not the part of the team team members, in the racing team members, but uh, no one have experience for the A-scale buggy, especially for development. So, right, 
the main the Italian the guy Italian team from Infinity they do they take care for all of the project. Um, you know, Ricky Ricky Button he uh, he uh, he's the driver for uh, for the Infinity and he's doing the good, but he's right super fast driver and sometimes super fast driver is not the best guy to testing car, especially like you know like crash testing or driving the local situations or you know. So uh, they want me to uh, the test in the more local way. And so I bring the car to local track in Japan. And right, one reason I also I, I can promote the people, right? We, the, the project, we have the project for one and buggy and then show the people and then make more interesting for the, for the infinity cars. And then, so I just mainly help for uh, in the more local side with the test. So we, we still keep going the test. Uh, but now it's um, the development and the doing good, and uh, but the schedule for uh, release on the market is always it's so super delayed because of you know the COVID things is the killed all the the schedule is the material cannot get uh, the price is super high than before, so we target to make the cost of price it was like it's kind of all broken because of the situation that changed too much. So the car designed already, but it's hard to make a step more go front to the done for this project. So, but that looks like uh, uh, almost done for all of the design. And so we just uh, the finish all of the things to uh, leave this on the market. So I think it's a uh, yeah, it's a car. It's, it's good. Uh, I'm not the guy. I'm I'm not the main guy to uh, the help for the for the design and development. But uh, yeah, seems looks. Pretty good. I think uh, a little bit different style of the design of the car, especially in the front end. So, uh, and the Licky showed the speed um, for the worlds and Europe and uh, every other track. But it's only one driver in the team, also difficult. There's, they cannot mm -hmm. share all the setup things and because we have only one car. So, after I think it's the release on the market and we make more bigger team, and then I think it's even the Nikki's result, I think, can more uh, competitive, more uh, chance to get the win. I think so. Yeah, he he was fast at Buggy Land two weeks ago too. Yeah, he's good. He's he's good. Him and R two are nice people and good people. As long as you're happy, man, because a person, uh, a legend like you, I think we we see too many legends like you that have have world championships and whatnot and done so many good things in in RC. When they get farther on and the you know they get older, they're not involved in RC anymore. So it's always good to see you involved and i think you have you've earned that with you know obviously from talking from zach and ben and the way people respect you around um the rc industry um i know it's getting late there so we're gonna try to wrap this up real quick but i have two more questions and uh zach and ben if you guys have any questions uh my first question would be who was your biggest rival okay was it masami but outside of masami who was the the one guy that was your biggest rival coming up through your your time Mark Leinard. Really? Okay. Only what him. was it about Mark that was you, was, did you approach him the same way you approached Masami, like Dark Side and Jedi? I think it's the Mark, it's a pure uh, the Jedi side, I think. Uh, he's just a new, just a new, new Jedi, you know. <laughs> there is no anymore, uh, you know, Jedi and the Dark Side with his generation, I think. Like, I think my generation was the last moment of, you know, still have you know, Jedi and the dark side. I think now mixed together. Uh, Mark, I think he's just in between. Of course, it's, 
win for the race. Sometimes you have to be the dark side, you know, even like, uh, you know, everyone, I think. But Mark, I think he's just, uh, right, Masami, for me, the Masami is first the guy to my libel, right? I think only him, only he's libel. I think it's same for everyone in the world in that times. But when it's Mark came, uh, 2004, uh, yeah, he just showed another level, even mm-hmm. like a driving style. It's touring car with a spool. I think it's the Barry Baker, you know, American Barry Baker. He's, he speaks highly of you too. Very highly he, of you. He's uh, uh, the first guy to know how to drive uh, not front one-way car. It's mm. used to the front one-way. Every car put the front one-way. It's front one-way. It's kind of the weird feeling. But uh, uh, I think it's the Barry make. Uh, he put the front diff. You know, just a ball diff in the front, but mm-hmm. make tight. It's not the same as a spool, but it's like he knows how to drive. You know, the full time buggy, uh, full full time four wheel drive. It's not the one way one way style, but it's a Mark Lineart. He uh, he he create to the best driving style for the spool uh, drive in the front. So I think it's Mark driving style. Uh, it makes more uh, the changed to change the, the the driving style for the train car. And he also uh, uh, the smart, smart for the racing, and uh, it's just uh, the, his skill was just the another level. So, right, I think it's his skill, he, his driving skill. I think it's better than Masami, better than me with that time when he uh, the best time. But it's, I think it's yeah, I can say the my biggest rival, and uh, because I was also good t- that time until mm-hmm. 2008, 2010. So his peak and my peak was, I think, almost same time. I mm, think. Okay. So okay. peak and peak, I think, is that we have a you know, good time to race in the same generation. So I awesome. say Mark. All right. Uh, my last question for the night, and I, I think Zach and the guys already the tired too. <clears throat> what do you think about RC at the moment? Are you still involved with it? And who coming up now impresses you uh, the most? What driver? Oh, the... Yeah, but what do you think about RC at the moment? You know, what's going on? And who, what driver impressed... It doesn't matter in what class, but what driver impresses you the most right now that's coming up or is established? Oh, this this, this generation, like new new generation. I mean, Uh, now, now. Like now, right? Yes, yes. Um, I think it's the, the... The Bruno, the Bruno was... Mm-hmm. For me, I think Bruno is like uh, right overall. I mm-hmm. think it's the best driver okay. because um, he do uh, many many different category on top level. Uh, Ongaro for sure is just uh, for the buggy for sure. He's just the, by far the best, but Bruno is not so off from you know mm-hmm. the Ongaro. So right, if I pick names, who is the super fast or who is the best? It's kind of hard to choice mm-hmm. at this moment, but it's. The best guy always not always can win it's this mm-hmm. moment because of right the 10 scale off road worlds is just a few weeks uh, last month in the US. Right. The guy new new guy the Tata, he he win the big time in the two wheel drive. Uh it depends on you know, it's like the competition level was kind of it's really different now. So but uh, if if I have to pick only one guy to who is uh, you know the best now, I think it's a Bruno. Okay, I wouldn't argue with that. 
I would argue. That. Are you happy with the way our, our, the direction RC racing is going at the moment? Directions? Yeah, the, the way RC racing is going on a worldwide stage. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think uh, the best way for now because of it's the racing. Uh, 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 it's just you. If you want to join the world championships or any competition race now, I think it's just a uh, a little bit too high, like uh, too difficult, especially mm -hmm. for the worlds. Like uh, spec spec things like a tire spec tires, uh, spec things also uh, especially tires, you know. Sometimes it's more, you have to spend more money. And then um, for the local guy or non-sponsor guy, it's, uh, it's getting more hard to join the race, even for the local side. Uh, in Japan, also, this is have, always have argued with these problems. Right? Japan nationals, it's always getting lower number for the entry. It's because of uh, uh, people just cannot prepare for uh, all of the tires and then time. Um, it's just it's so hard to get to join, just join the race. Mm -hmm. So sometimes Japan Nationals is just a right. If under twenty entry, they say they cancel the race, mm. and uh, many many times it's almost you know under twenty entries. Right, right, right. The end maybe twenty one, twenty two. Okay, over twenty people, so we're gonna race. But right, this is not the happy for. They cannot say this is the happy for you know to make the race, and they have to think about why less people now for a competition race. Then now people switch to uh, to enjoy RC car with no race, you know, fun mm -hmm. RC car with no race. Mm -hmm. So I made my own event, just RC fun event last weekend, which is we don't race, we just okay. people just uh, invite people and then. Uh, just pay for the track practice fee, and then we do some game. We drive together. Uh, we make the talk show. Uh, we do some like uh, RC uh, soccer games, and you know, some something like a more game style. Mm -hmm. It's it looks like more people looks fun to uh, to the coming event. Actually, I I have like over fifty people only one day with that time. So it's Actually, it's almost same amount of OK Japan National Day, or uh, sometimes more people than Japan who, who who people going to Japan Nationals. So um, yeah, the racing things for I think this the problem was um, the all of the equipment like especially motor, batteries, and engines, tires, the development too much, the quality make too good. Uh, right, the motor get too fast, the battery, you know, it's uh, also good power, too much power. Um, it's kind of hard to enjoy just, you know, to drive because of something like everything too much. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it's still Tamiya, Tamiya cars. Like, even people still, still like to buy Tamiya RTR kit. It's right, slow, it's a slow. Mm -hmm. Bring the track, the Tamiya car, RTR, it's very slow, but it's. It's slow mean not the not the fun. Slow sometimes, you know, for the beginner people and who people just started RC car. This is much more fun than a super high speed cars. <laughs> I so, get that. I get that. I think I this these things for sure. I think it's every country, every in the world, I think it's the same problem. So I don't I cannot say the racing situations what what is the racing situation and includes the market and business, everything's mm -hmm. not great, I think. 
we have to change something, you know. Even the worlds, mm-hmm. if my, my worlds, you know, sometimes people get, uh, you know, some complaint about rules and schedule and all things. So, yeah, I think it's, we need to, uh, to discuss about more, uh, more people. I think we need more people to discuss. I agree. I agree. I agree. We probably need to have you on to talk about that again. Uh, another point about okay. that situation. Uh, we've been going for three hours. Ben, you look shattered. It's just three it, hours already. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm I'm up now. See, I can go. I know it's getting late for you guys. Uh, I appreciate. Uh, did you guys have any more questions for Hara before we we terminate? Uh, All right. Can I well, say one thing? Yeah, to, sure. Uh, go ahead. All right. So many. So I want to, or uh, you know the show to the cars to get back my uh what, 2008 world car my favorite this is this car changed my rc life second time they changed the big ones mm-hmm. i ran in the us this one's and right this car i really want to get back because of this is i feel like this is not only my car i think everyone's car mm-hmm. everyone's just uh it's still you know many 15 years later still talk about that race um when we uh, start the the crowdfunding things and it's so many people help for uh uh to get back this car so uh, i really likes to huge huge big thanks to who people help for uh the crowd crowdfunding things and uh uh who people are involved for this uh, project uh Jack and Ben uh Josh um Andrew and uh, especially to uh, Mark Fabidis to pick up the car, where he bring the cash <laughs> to <laughs> to pay the seller? So uh, yeah, who people involved for these things, this uh, project? I really like to tell. It's the biggest thanks to everyone. Thank you. That's awesome. Awesome. RC is awesome. Thank you to Zach and Ben for for doing that. Thank you for arranging this with us and being with us and. And doing this, it was really uh, a pleasure getting to know more about you, Hara. Thank you for your time. I greatly appreciate it. And it's, I'm so glad you got that back because it would have been upset. It would have been upsetting if it ended up in somewhere, you know, somebody else's hands that had no idea the history behind that. So you deserve to have it back, man. And thank you to everybody that crowdfunded this and got involved because obviously it could not have been done without you guys. Uh, Hara, I, I appreciate you. I hope to meet you one day. Uh, hopefully, and have a few cold ones with you. Ben and Zach, you guys have got a Nationals coming up here soon. Thank you for your time. I greatly appreciate it. Hope to see you guys soon as well next year, hopefully. I'd love to come to the Philippine Masters. Um, and thank you, man. I had a great time chatting with you guys. Thank you, Hara, for all that you've done in RC. And we got to have you back on, I think, to talk some more. And, uh, we, you know, we still, we, got, we still got topics we haven't covered. That's how that's how much we got to talk about. I gotta make like, start start up these engines. Really? I gotta make a video. I gotta make a video to start up start up these engines. Change that filter though, because that thing. Yes, probably only the filter. Yeah, only <laughs> change, change the filter, filter and fire it up. Yeah. Let's do it. Because Zach, yeah, it's a Zach told me like it's, the flywheel still cannot turn. It's still so tight. It's not to last. Just the compression still. It's huge. I, I think you can race it. Yeah. I couldn't. <laughs> you work with your finger strength. I, I was able to flick it over. It's right, but you can flick it over. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Awesome job, guys. Thank you for your time, Hara. Thank you for okay. your time. Ben, Zach, 
Thank you for your time. With that said, we're going to end this. And um, you guys have a good one. Thank you. Once again, thank you to Zach and Ben for their time. I saw they were, they were like tired, you know. It's late for them over there in Australia. It's early. It's mid-morning for me when we was recording that. So I was full of energy. But don't worry. I'll be tired like that very shortly. Hara, thank you for your time, man. It was exceptionally getting to know you. I look forward to meeting you one day, having a few beers with you. Thank you for all that you've done in RC. I like it. You're a, you're a Star Wars fan, just like me. So, I, I, you know, we, we even have a connection now. You, Hagwag, me, we're all Star Wars nerds. I love it. I love it. Uh, yes. So thank you for your time. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. It's three hours of just talking to one of the legends. And I don't think we have a, a podcast with him such extensively. So I hope that it, it goes down well. I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, once again, thank you to Zach and Ben for making that happen. Thank you to them for helping get his car, his 2008 World Championship car back, and everybody involved in helping getting that back. It's truly awesome. That, that man deserved to get his car back. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, we do have another episode dropping after this. I probably drop Monday. I am off to Masters of Dirt next week, so I'll probably drop it on the Monday that I, uh, I fly out Monday night. So do stay on the, on the lookout for that. That's going to be me and Max. Sorry, Max and I. We're going to do your questions from last week. We're going to do some, you know, geek out. Uh, we're going to talk about the Florida RC Championships. Talk about the um, upcoming races that I have and just geeking out. Maybe a little bit of silly season news, even though I haven't heard anything recently. Uh, we're going to look at some products to geek out. You know, just a regular, you know, Max and Lefty geek out podcast. I did enjoy the last one. It will be four hours. Don't worry. But we do have to answer those questions. And then, yeah, all that good stuff. So I thank you guys for all the support. We cannot do this without you guys. Thank you to all of the NNRC squad around the world. Thank you for all the support. Thank you to everybody that showed me a bunch of love at the Florida RC Championships. I greatly appreciate that. Thank you to Lance McDonald, Danny Paz, Patrick Rossiter, Gene, and his wife, Amber, for all their help and all their support. I, You know, just awesome people. I enjoy our trips every time. Uh, also, thank you to the patrons of the N of the NNRC. We can't do it without you. I can't do it without you. Or the YouTube members, if you wish to be a YouTube member or Patreon member, the link for that is in the written description of that podcast, and every little bit helps. Thank you to all of the NRC squad around the world, and thank you to all these companies that support us. Remember, you can find links, coupon codes, uh, discount codes, affiliate links, and all of that good stuff in the written description of this podcast for these companies. They are Invisible Speed, High Tech RC, Sun Pedal USA, Sidewinder Fuel, Hot Race Tires, Mayako, Beach RC, Techno RC, Clinic RC, Ignite Design RC, Stacked RC, Donovan RC, Racecraft USA, Florida RC Championships, the WRC, We Do RC Media. Shout out to my boy Gene Strout, SJ Builds. If you want something built, go check him out. RCGP, David Ronnefalk, Look at that. RCGP, David Ronnefalk. I'm just reading. RCGP, and to our drivers, David Ronnefalk, who I'm eagerly waiting to see where he's going to go. Jared Tebow, Robert Badio, Alexander Hackberg, and Matty G. Uh, and shout out to my boy, RC Body Armor. With that said, Nitro's the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding the siding, Lefty is out as soon as I find that outro. And I found it. Bye-bye, everybody. Have a good weekend of RC.